Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bang Bang Podcast, episode 87. 87. I've written it down on a bit of paper. It's definitely 87. I'll check again later, but I think it's 87. Um, my name's Andy. Uh, if you've not listened to the show before, um, we talk about, um, I suppose we talk about wrestling. I mean, we end up talking about wrestling. On the way, we talk about a few other different things and bits and pieces and general crap. Um, and I'm joined by a different guest each week. If you go back and listen to more back episodes, uh, the first 50 episodes were done with myself and a borderline lunatic who lives in uh, Southmead. He doesn't actually live in Southmead, but if he does listen, that'll piss him off. Um, and we then, on those shows, we started off talking about individual wrestlers and um, just looking back at the careers of some some of the greats. And then we ended up doing pay-per-views and there was a pandemic in the middle and animals died people died uh um there was foxes and rabbits birds involved all sorts of things go back and listen to it it was it was yeah, it was a different time um but these days yeah every week we talk about a different pay-per-view or show from this time uh this week in history um sometimes we go really far back sometimes we just go a couple of years back, but uh, but yeah, that's a brief synopsis of the show if you've never listened to it before. Um, right, uh, if I if you think I sound slightly weird, it's because I'm completely stone cold sober. I've started a diet on Monday, so I've managed to lose about four pounds in four days, which does lead to ask the question. What the hell was I doing before before I was on this diet? If just eating normally has managed to help me lose this weight this quickly. Um, and I've done a drink for probably, I think it's just over a week now. So there's literally no even mild trace of alcohol in my body. So if, if I sound slightly odd, it's because I'm sober. So we'll get that out of the way now. I mean, it'll still be the same crap, I'd imagine, just slightly more organised. <laughs> He says optimistically. Uh, a big thank you as always to Black Lakes for our delightful theme music. Um, the lads, as I mentioned last week, the lads are on tour in Scotland somewhere next month. <laughs> but if you follow them on Twitter, go and check them out. They've got some more detailed dates now. I think they've got some gigs in Wales as well. Um, but yeah, Will and the lads, amazing. We love them. And uh, yeah, go and go support them. Last week on the show, it was myself in Millwall, Chris, talking about. Clash of the Champions 23 from WCW back in 1993. Um, that show seemed to go down quite well. People enjoy talking about that sort of time period of WCW. Um, and Mill Chris is, uh, I feel like he's a he's a, a protege of mine, a bit like uh, Mr. Blobby, I suppose, something like that, you know, to my Noel Evans. Um, but uh yeah go i'd say go and follow me or chris but there's probably no point but um but yeah i hope you enjoyed that show last week next week we've got a slightly different show coming up so at the start of this little run we had uh dave mercy covering wrestlemania dave former pro wrestler former co-owner of pro wrestling chaos um up until recently who's you know been involved in the game as a wrestler and a promoter with lots of mental stories. So next week we're going to have a, just a bit of a, a chat, me and Dave, about his time in the business, and he can dish all the gory details out about um, about lots of wrestlers. And I'll probably get sued and go to prison, and that'll be the end of the show. Um, that's fine. Dave said I can live in his house, and yay, if any if anything happens, so I have to go into hiding. So so it, when I put this show out on Monday, uh, there'll be a link before, and if any of you guys want to check any questions. For Dave as well, then um, 
then do so and the link will be up at some point and obviously i'll release this episode on monday anyway so there'll be a few days for you to get questions in if you listen to it on monday if you listen to this six months in the future then obviously don't send any questions in because the show's already been recorded and that might be the most obvious statement i've ever made in my entire life so all right this week i'm joined by bristolian podcast royalty I'd say there's probably a very small number of people that could fit into that category. Obviously myself. Uh, I can't think of any other, any other famous Bristolian podcasters, Patch, can you think of? Um, Rich Brown, Matt Withers. Yeah, the people on your the, show. The, basically the other three peeps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is a guy who does a wrestling Matt podcast. Chin. Matt Chin. Who? Matt Chin. Matt, Ho- Matt Horan from the Tellenders podcast. Okay. Yeah, that's a very popular podcast. If you like your cricket and general banter, yeah, hosted by uh, well, so Felix White is in it, the mm-hmm. guitarist from I want to say the Maccabees, um, and it's hosted by oh blimey, what's the Radio One DJ? Greg James. Greg James, mm-hmm. Greg James, and Jimmy Anderson. So all yeah. four of them. Um, so yeah, he's uh, very popular, very popular. Yeah, and he's from Bristol. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I've never listened to it. I'm I'm a big cricket fan, but um, yeah, I've, I've never. Listened yeah, you'll to like it. you'll like it. It's quite funny. He br- he brings the he brings the humour. Does he? Old Matt. Yeah, he's been on a he's been on three peak a few times. <laughs> Maybe I should get him on here then. <laughs> yeah, get him on. Don't know. He probably he probably likes some old school wrestling. I, I think. I mean, cricket's quite a nerd. I mean, I love cricket. It's, it's quite a, if you're really into cricket, you're quite nerdy about it. And I am. I'm, I'm all into all the statistics and that sort of thing. And mm. um, you, you should definitely listen to it, mate. Yeah, I would. Hey, this diet. Tell me more about it. What's the what's the vibe? It's only, weight, it's, it's only Weight Watchers. OK, so I'm doing the whole points thing. So I'm just being what, just being points, careful. Points make, well, a slightly less fat Andy, hopefully. <laughs> That's what they make. Um, but uh, it's, it's just being a bit more organised about what you eat. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I, I had a Domino's, medium Domino's pizza tonight with a barbecue base and loads of meat on top. How many, points, nice. how many points is that? Probably about 50, I'd imagine. Um, okay. I needed but, it, to be fair. I'm I'm a little little hungover still from a from a midweek session, which, mm. was, uh, which was lovely. But, um, yeah, I might sound a bit husky. He does. If you if you obviously you you probably heard Patch on the show before. He, he does sound slightly more uh, alluring, <laughs> if that's a word. Hello, Andy. Yeah. See, it, it's strange to have somebody on the show. This a well, one of us is hungover and one of us is completely sober. Normally, it'd yeah. probably be you know. Um, but yeah, range. I'm I'm sure everybody's heard of Free Peeps that listen to this show because I've been okay. on there a few times. I think so. Yeah, I've mentioned it a few times. Okay. You've been on a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good to hear. The, I mean, the the original, the Three Peeps original show, as we call it now. We um we just celebrated our seventh year. Um, and the last sort of big name we had on was Dom Jolly. So if you like Trigger Happy TV, get back uh, about a month or two and listen to that episode. He was he was good value. Hmm. I was on it last week. It's not not quite as big a name as Dom Jolly, but. Yeah, sorry, I was going to come on to that. Um, the bonus show. So it's three peeps. It's got three shows. The original show, which is where you'll you'll find the Don Jolly. I mean, it's all under the same banner, so it's all in the same catalogue, so to speak. But the bonus show launched over a couple over 
couple of years ago and we basically review every Bristol City game um, and get a fan on and Andy has been on that and recently um, Andy was the victim of um, gimmick infringement we'll call it now that we're on the wrestling podcast Um, and I basically stole his idea and launched um, bonus show uh, memories and music so people pick a football match a Bristol City match from any year, any time, and we look, we also look at the top ten from uh, from that weekend. So yeah, Andy had to be the first episode of that. So yeah, it was good. Enjoyed it. Of course, yeah, yeah. I did speak to Millwall Chris about it last week, and he wasn't. Um, he couldn't remember that game against Hereford, surprisingly enough. But okay, no, no. But uh, uh, is he a Millwall fan? He is a Millwall fan. Yeah. So, so I mean, he remember Bristol City versus Hereford? Is he? It was a good game. Well, I'm sure it was. Yeah, I, mean, I know it was. I know it was. Yeah, I about it at length. But we had a bit of chat about Kelsey Grammer and um, Alan Wolves. Yeah. yeah, that weird little. Uh, yeah, so I I was on a show last week. Well, I mean, Alan Walsh was played on the show, so I was on the show. Uh, Pre-recorded as, segment. Yeah, yeah, it still counts. It, it, it was a it was a taping. <laughs> yeah, as one of Kelsey Grammer's well ex father-in-law. So you know, that's my new claim to fame. Ex-father-in-law, he, he's they still, still together. They're yeah, still married, are they? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I didn't realise that. Kelsey, Kelsey's a future three peeps guest. Well, I mean, he must like wrestling, mustn't he? Kelsey Grammer's from America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. Um, interestingly, you, you mentioned just before we started recording that um, you listened to a podcast I did earlier today with a Bristol reporter, and that was episode three 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 of Three Peeps in a Podcast. Try saying that after a few beers. Wow, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's always a good laugh. And again, I, I, obviously, I've listened, sorry, listened to it for the Bristol City, you know, the bonus show, first of all. But the, the regular shows are, are amazing as well. And this is some, yeah, it's great. I definitely recommend anyone go and listen to it and check it out. And again, if you're not a Bristol City fan, you know, obviously, you know, why not? But uh, go check out the regular shows. And you'll hear just general chit chat and some good entertaining interviews and yeah yeah the the last the last episode we did of that was episode one seven six and that was basically back to basics of me rich and obviously Mike passed away a couple of years ago but we we get another another friend of the show in to do that with um and we called it write the theme tune and sing the theme tune because it was the the day that Dennis Waterman <laughs> passed away. Um, but it was just me, Rich and Duncan just chatting for over an hour about a wide range of topics, literally, you know, whatever came came up. I think Duncan was on jury duty. So we had a few stories about that. And yeah, I, I forget what else we talked about. But yeah, went on for a good a good hour and a half, I think. And that's how we launched the podcast. That's how it was formed. Three of us just chatting about whatever in a semi structured way. Yeah. I mean, similar to how, um, yeah, how this podcast was formed, it was just me and Steve having a chat shouting at each other over, over an ipad in this flat and um yeah and like we're, we're on to what episode 87 now so uh it's, it's something did you ever actually slightly. do you ever actually yeah. have a fight or not I mean, he's probably six for six <laughs> so no that don't ask that don't answer my question well and he's <laughs> in his mid 60s so he's not actually but <laughs> if he listens to that if he'd be around in the morning but uh yeah he's slightly older than me so i think if I, I mean, I wouldn't want to get into a fight with him, to be honest, because okay. hey, right. he could kill me. If I hit him, it might kill him. So, right. okay. yeah, I'll probably leave that. I'll leave that all alone then. 
Well, I think the next one I'm going to see him will probably be to go to Cardiff for the um, big WDF event. So oh, yeah. it, might, it might happen there. Clash at the Castle or something, is it called? Yeah, could be the dark match. Yeah, nice. Mm. Yeah. So speaking of... I'll wait for the tickets to be given away, I think. Oh, with your corporate connections, I'm sure you'll be able to get in, Pat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll I'll, I'll be backstage doing interviews. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah. So right, what do you think of... about uh, Bristol City's recent sign-in, Carl Naismith? Roman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he's there, I mean, yeah, well, he's kind of. Well, we'll get to rest in a minute because we've got more important things to talk about. It's like, true. Um, and, and just to say, your yeah. your podcast. Um, I mean, I talk about it on on my podcast sometimes because even if you don't like wrestling, the first half an hour, yeah, you know, you get non wrestling talk. Um, and yeah, it's always always very entertaining conversation. And uh, you know, I think you should persevere with trying to get matt withers on the podcast who knows nothing about wrestling apart from the days of what was it uh cock weasel or whatever his name was cock weasel. <laughs> <laughs> i think there's a rest i mean there's a few wrestlers now who could probably be called uh should be called cock weasel but cat weasel yeah, yeah? Um, <laughs> yeah someone was asking the other day if it, if because um Will, william regal was going on someone's podcast and they were saying send in some questions and I, was it one of your listeners I can't remember who it was now, but okay. they asked, they said, can you ask him about if he's got any good stories about um, Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks? Mm. And on Jericho's podcast a couple of months ago, he had William Regal on a two-parter, which yeah. was fantastic. I definitely recommend going back to listen to that. But he had a great story about Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks. He basically said he was over here and then talking backstage or he sat next to him lacing up his boots. <laughs> talking like two old ladies about um Shirley Crabtree said he nipped nipped downstairs in the middle of the night and got something out of the fridge yeah His wife caught him out it was all a bit weird but the way that William Regal told the story was fantastic yeah yeah well obviously he I think he, he tagged with Big Daddy quite a lot in his early days because obviously Big Daddy would always have a young you know young kid with him as mm. a tag team partner um but yeah, I mean, Matt's more than welcome to come. I, I mean, I found out today that I'm actually friends with a member of his family through my uh, uni studies as well. So I'm slowly working. Have you told him that yet? No, I haven't told him that yet. No. Okay, save it for save it for the podcast. Well, she's going to see him on Saturday apparently. Ah, so right, by the time right. this comes out, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I haven't told her that I do this podcast either. So it'd be a right. bit of a yeah. yeah. But uh, well, we had a, we found out we had a, con- a bit of a connection as well at the weekend. Yeah, yeah. From a previous previous life. Yeah, my, I mean, my wife said you were one of the studs that would hang around outside the school a couple of years above, you know, yeah. smoking and doing whatever. Looking like Rose West, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And our kids well, went to preschool together. No, yeah, it, preschool. Yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah. So this, is, this is sort of stuff people would tune into this podcast for. Yeah, but... And it doesn't really give Bristol a great advert, does it? Because, you know, it's, it's all it's all very small world, isn't it? Yeah, we all know each other in Bristol, <laughs> you know. We just don't know, know each other. <laughs> no, especially the podcast, uh, the podcast community. Exactly. There's about 10 of us and we all, uh, yeah, we're all in, yeah. in the Bristol uh, Podcasters Union. But yeah. Right. So speaking of good ideas, which uh, which you'd nicked for me. Um, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we do talk about the top 10. Now, normally... In around this time period, I probably would have just sacked off the top 10 because anything post 2000 is generally rubbish. Mm. 
that's a sweeping statement but and to be fair this is quite rubbish as well but there's there's a few I think we proved that we proved that on a recent one we did um on music and mem- memories and music it was 2007 i think mm. um i've not listened to that one it. yet was it was the top 10 yeah, yeah 2007 not, not great i think number one was something i'd never heard of right and one I of the remember tracks that. was apologize timberland <laughs> Oh well, well, some people yeah. might like that, you know. Too late, too late to apologize. Yeah, come on, you can't be singing. We'll get done for copyright if you sing this. <laughs> um, it's, so it's it's bloody hot out here, by the way. I'm yeah, I'm, warm. I'm warm. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm naked, so from the waist down. Obviously, Patrick, right, see me. Uh, yeah, mm. that was a good game. That I'm not listening to the podcast, but but that Watford away, the last was it Enoch scored like in the last minute. To win it by Dan Byfield, Jamelia's, yeah, Jamelia's partner. Did he not get the first? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. We, I was convinced we we're going to get promoted that season, but and that, that game was on Sky as well, <laughs> mm. but can't, couldn't find any footage anywhere. Oh really? No, oh, but I didn't struggle right. to find your game in 1986. Yeah, and that <laughs> random. Birmingham game from 1990. Yeah, so, yeah. the whole game. The whole match. Yeah, the whole yeah. game. With special Brummy commentary on the top of it. Yeah, it. yeah. That's it. yeah. Right, so, so thank you very much for letting me. Uh, let me. Of course, idea. of course. To be fair, I probably I probably need it from someone else. To be honest. But, oh yeah, there you go. So, so that's it. That's how, and and that's how the world goes around. Yeah. Right then. So the top ten from uh, June or this week in 2002. Um, starts off at number 10 with Just a Little by Liberty X. Oh, I like that song. You like that song? Sexy, yeah, and it's in, everything's yeah. about you so sexy. And I'm sing it's, song. it's in The Office as well, which makes it even better. Is it? Yeah, in the one of the nightclub scenes, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. Speaking of cricket, because one of them is Kevin Peterson's wife is in, she was in Liberty That's X, right. she? Yeah, yeah. Who's that? Uh, oh God, what was her name? Uh, begins with the L. Begins with the L, I think. Uh, Jessica Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's not. Je- it's not the one I was thinking of. No, no. Um, yeah, were, I mean, they were like, a, were they like a pop idol thing, or were they? Yeah, they were. Pop they, stars. they were. Yeah, they were. Yeah, pop stars, the rivals, or whatever it was called. I think. I get them confused with hearsay, but hearsay were before. That's just were hearsay. hearsay. That's just hearsay, yeah. It's pure and simple, isn't it? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, right, good night, everybody. Yeah, I think they, they were the winners. I think they were the winners, and maybe Liberty X were, like, runners-up or something. Oh, I don't know. I'm on their Wikipedia page now, so... I think that might have been... Oh, no, you're right, you're right. Yeah, you're right, Pat. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that so, was a big hit. And that's, and that's Crufts. Yeah, um, their solo careers weren't as good, to be honest. It's weird. No. You don't get many um, mixed sex sort of pop acts, do you? Uh, steps. Steps. Obviously, Hearsay, Liberty X. ABBA. ABBA. Um, Bucks Fizz. Bucks Fizz. See, you've got, you got, you got a list there. This isn't pre-prepared. Mamas this, and right? Papas. Mamas and Papas. Um, I wouldn't say they're a pop group, though, are they? Okay. I think I think yeah. it like um, manufactured or boy bands that sort of thing there's S lots of club seven that's yeah lots of yeah okay all right all right S club seven juniors that's this proved my point go, so do you no, want me to fine. go on no really honestly yeah <laughs> um number nine without me by eminem 
Okay. Remember yeah. that? Nice track. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. He's just he actually just released a song for the first time in over a year today. I saw oh, really? on Facebook. Yeah. I haven't listened to it yet, but there we go. No. Um, I like that. Love at first sight by Kylie. Do you remember that? Don't remember that one. No. No, I don't remember that. I, I, so, but this is 2002. So this would have been like the I think spinning the rain was too. Spinning the rain was was around that at time, and that the reason I know that is because it was in the office as well. Okay, God, <laughs> I can remember being Slightly in obsessed. Kavos and dancing to that in 2000, 2001. So, um, roll on. This is how we do it by Mystique. Yeah, you are slightly obsessed with the office. Yeah, I'm just Maybe holding it's... up an office mug for the camera. Go on, what was it? It's one of my, Mystique. One of my, Mystique, uh, roll on. This is how we do it. You found a Mystique? Well, I know that I, I imagine they sampled Montel Jordan's This Is How We Do It in that. Yeah. Um, well, Mystique is, um, what's her name from Britain's Got Talent, isn't it? Alicia Dixon. Yeah. Is that Mystique? Yeah. She was one of the girls in Mystique, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. She used to do like the rapping bits, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to do the rapping bits. Don't do bit. it. Don't do it. We'll get, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get cancelled if you do that. Don't do that. Don't do that, please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Number six is a guy who looks like a wrestler. Okay. Um, um, let me guess. Okay. 2002. I don't know. I can't think of anyone. Meatless. He's a bit of a hero. Okay. Uh, no, nothing. I've got nothing. Chad Kroger. Ah. Okay. From Spider Man. Yeah, for, and from Nickelback. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I actually. So there's this big thing. Like, not a lot of people like Nickelback. Oh, I actually quite go. like yeah. their music. Yeah. Yeah. They've, okay. got, they've had some absolute crackers, but I think it's because they were. They probably went too mainstream, and and for the the hard rock fans, on it's not hard rock. There's all sorts of arguments about Nickelback, but I'm gonna stand up for him. And Chad okay. Kroger, that song was a good song. They for me. did um a theme to Raw, didn't they? One of the themes to Raw in like, yes. the 2000s, didn't they? Yes, that yeah. was that was really good. Yeah, yeah. So what's your, fav- your favourite Raw theme? Oh, <sighs> that's a good choice. Dead air again. As I'm thinking, well. I quite like the um, Papa Roach raw theme. What, last resort. No, no, no. I can't. I, 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 what was it? It was. I'm not. I'm not going to sing it. Have you got a favourite raw raw thing? I have. I'm just trying to remember what it's called. Um, come come back to me on that. Okay. Right. <laughs> it wasn't by Nelly, was it? Because he was at number four. No, actually, I would miss number five. Number five is a classic. The logical song by Scooter. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, it's good, yeah. That, that is amazing. And you know, to tie it up again to a comedy of my, one of my comedy favourites, Yeah. There's a, there's a scene in This Country, I think it's season okay. two, where he plays it to the vicar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to listen to this. Yeah. They're German, aren't they, Scooter? Uh, I think they are. So what was the name of the track? Sorry? The Logical Song. So it's the... Okay, the, um, no, it, so... So it wasn't the logical song. It was okay. Nasaya that he played to the okay. vicar, right. which is also very good. A logical song was just like a sped up version of the. Yeah, which in German. Okay, burn it to the ground um, was my favourite raw theme, okay. and that is Nickelback. Yeah, Nickelback. Is Nickelback <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> just a tie-in to get Nickelback back on the fucking program again. I know. Yeah. 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 What's your favourite Nickelback song? Papa Roach one. Papa Roach raw theme was called. Uh, um, out tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to be loved was the. To be loved. Hang on, I'm gonna play it. 
Okay, I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. When you I get to the chorus. Of course. Yeah, that's iconic, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't realise that was Papa Roach, if I'm completely honest with you. Yeah. Whatever we are. I realise that was Papa Roach. Um, number four, I give a bit of a spoiler number, earlier. Number four is Hot in Here by Nelly. It's Cassandra's yeah. Classic track. Classic yeah. track. Um, I remember that one dancing away in a club in Cancun. Um, wow. Back memories. Yeah. It's actually where I met my wife, who's also from Bristol. Of course she is. <laughs> work, that, work that one out. Went all the way what? to Cancun and came back with a Bristolian wife. Oh, you met her whilst you were in Cancun? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, number three is When You Look At Me by Chris, Christina Millian. Okay, I know the know the name of yeah. her. When You Look At Me, I can't think what that one goes like. Number two is Stop Crying Your Heart Out by Oasis. Oh, was that really 2002? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I remember. I thought a bit further back. I remember this being played in because this is um, 2002 World Cup in Japan. Yeah. And they played this like over the end credits of the uh, after we'd lost to Brazil in the quarterfinals. Oh, not very nice, and, is it? And I've been in the pub since about six yeah, in the morning. Yeah, it was kick off, wasn't it? Yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah. Where was I drinking? I was drinking somewhere in St George. We were in Hortz because Hortz used Queen's to open head or something. Yeah. Fortunately, it's working really early for the World Cup games. So I think we were out. location, actually, that, isn't it? Not that anyone on this listening no. will know where we're talking about. We got, I mean, we can go through. So um, the 2000 Euros, when we lost to Portugal on penalties, that, I watched that in Hortz. Okay. 2002, lost to, to Brazil on penalties. Watched that in Hortz. Oh, no, that's, that's bollocks. Sorry. 2000 yeah, Brazil, we, was Brazil penalties yeah 2000 no it wasn't was it no it was Ronaldinho no, it was wasn't it and um, Ronaldinho yeah. lobbed yeah so 2002 I watched in Hortz when we lost 2004 was when we lost to Portugal in the Euros on penalties I watched that in Hortz right. 2006 when we lost to Portugal in the World Cup I watched that in Hortz and 2010 when we lost to Germany like four whatever was it four one I watched that in Hortz so we stopped going in the end it was a bad this omen. podcast is sponsored by Hortz. <laughs> yeah, I've not been back for a while, so because it's a bad omen. Yeah. And some of my yeah, mates exactly. watched the uh, 2008 playoff final there. Okay, so it's their fault. Yeah, absolutely. No, that uh, I, actually, I I take the blame for that. I on upon walking, parking the car, and walking to the tube station in Acton, I walked on a a three piece drain. Right. You know, so like in the drain covers, if you walk on the three, yeah. are you aware of that superstition? Yeah. I, yeah. I walked, I walked on the cracks of that basically. So yeah, I take the blame for that. It's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Have well, you got I, any weird superstitions? Only that year, really. I started wearing um, shirt pants. and trousers. <laughs> I started wearing pants. <laughs> I'm not for all those years before. But no, I think it's like the turn of the year. I, I, I think I was going out after the game on a Saturday. So I dressed like, yeah, out. So I dressed sort of fairly smart and we won. I think we've been on a dodgy run. So then for the rest of the season, every game I went to, I um, used to wear shirt and trousers and shoes. So. Very nice. Even if I was just Um, going to the game and coming home again. Yeah. We asked, we asked, um, we went through a little phase of asking people that came on the bonus show about any faint, like superstitions, football related. Because there was one chap who said that he touched a trolley outside Halfords every time he walked to the ground. 
Yeah. So, yeah, a bit odd. It's weird, isn't it? It's just, it's just if you do something and it sticks in your head and then you win. Exactly. Like, we we used to have to go through the same turnstile in the Dolman stand every game. Yeah. We never we didn't win, but we just did. It was almost like if you go through that turnstile, it won't affect the game, but, you know, you might fall down the stairs or something. I can remember after we lost to Brighton in the playoff final, the following season, I was like, right, I'm not going to celebrate a goal until we've gone up. <laughs> so, <laughs> you so, probably get beaten up for think for everyone thinking yeah. you're an away fan or something. I mean, I get up and sort of, but not like I think you're like a manager, and the manager's like, oh, just not reacting sort of calmly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I probably lasted about two games, but luckily we don't score many goals. So it didn't really. I don't think I've ever not gone mental when we've scored. Maybe once when we we're like, I don't know, five nil down and we score one goal. Yeah, you know, that sort of solitary goal. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm a stand on the seat and jump up and down. Type Are of, you? Type what of are them? Yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I can't get that excited. It depends. Again, depends if I've had a few to drink as well, I suppose. But um, nothing really gets me very excited anymore. <laughs> it's just a man who's on a diet and not drinking. Apart from recording podcasts. Apart <laughs> from recording podcasts, yeah. Right, number one is a little less conversation. The Elvis ah. remix thing. So, so what's the story with that song? I never did break it out. Was it was it released prior, you know, in his heyday? Obviously, he died in 77. Or was it literally released then? No, it was released. I don't think it was one of his major hits. What? But it, it was originally released in the 70s, 60s or whenever. And then it was so, yeah. Re, yeah. re-released. Okay. Yeah, because I've seen... I guess it has to be. I'm sure I've seen footage of him singing it. Yeah, yeah. no, I think you're right. So, was it in an advert or something? Or why did it might it have been an advert, get... yes. It might not have been real. Yeah. Why did it suddenly get released again? I don't know. Probably somebody... I can remember... It was when it was 2002, yeah. Okay. Uh, 1968 it was released mm. um, by Elvis. And a yeah. 2002 remix by Junkie XL yeah. um, of a later re-recording of the song Presley became a worldwide hit, topping the single charts in nine countries. Yeah. So there we go. Including the UK. Yeah. On the uh, same weekend as King of the Ring 2002. Yeah. yeah. Funny that, yeah. isn't it? It's is funny that, isn't it? It's almost like it all ties in. Mm. <clears throat> so, right. Now, if you don't like wrestling, now's the time to switch the show off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if this is the yeah, this is the, the wrestling portion of the show. Well, I've, said, I mean, I've said this before when I've come on. Um, yeah. I don't know. Is this my second bang bang appearance? I'm not sure. I think it's your third appearance. Third hat trick ball, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm probably I'm probably the least knowledgeable out of all of your guests. But if you put me in a room of most people, I'd probably be the most knowledgeable. But you know, your guests are much more knowledgeable than me. So there's so if you haven't switched off yet and you don't <laughs> like wrestling, there's every chance that we may segue back into some non-wrestling conversation. Yeah. I mean, I always enjoy these episodes with Patch because I go back through a lot of his stuff and Patch's got no recollection of any of it. <laughs> I think a lot of the time, Patch is thinking, is he making all this up? <laughs> yeah. I could do, to be honest. I can make up a load of old bollocks, but... <clears throat> um, yeah. And didn't we chat on a WhatsApp messages one night for about an hour about the Bastion Booger? I think we did, yeah. 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 We did, yeah, because yeah, all these different like I said, gimmicks. Yeah. I, I said about doing a podcast about specific wrestlers, and I said, as mm. long as you don't give me the Bastion Booger. And you said, actually, that would make for quite a good show. Oh, definitely, yeah. We might, um, looking ahead, I think, come the summer, we'll, I'll probably go away again for 
for a few weeks, a couple of months during the summer holidays. But when the show comes back, we might end up Either going way. back to doing um, uh, individual wrestlers or anything like that, just change the form up a bit. But we'll think about that in the future. Um, okay. I mean, I've got my phone on because it's it's been a, a busy news day last couple of days with wrestling. Have you seen all the stuff with Vince and... Yeah, what's going on? So I know Steph left under a little bit of a weird cloud. Mm. See, Shane went, you know, quite a while ago. What? Something's. I saw something about some legal action or something. What's going on? So as of as of today, which is the what's what's today's date? The fifteenth. Sixteenth of sixteenth of June. June. As time of recording. So yesterday came out in the Wall Street Journal that the um I think some people on the board of wwf have looked into WWE. wwe sorry uh i looked in and there's been um there's like a, a three million pound payment being made to somebody um right. and all these different uh ndas i'm sure we know what an nda is punch i do non-disclosure yeah. agreement yeah yeah all these ndas uh with sort of payments attached to them over the past few years right. which have all added okay. up so and it's got out to the press so, and there's somebody apparently made claims against Vince and John Laurinaitis as well, apparently. So, so this is all um, come out. So if anything, if anything happens whilst, uh, whilst recording, anyway, this won't be out till Monday anyway. So, <laughs> not, not that you breaking news, news, is it? Yeah, breaking news. Like a, uh, well, we, we were on recording when Lee Johnson got sacked from Bristol mm. City and me and Matt did our live reaction. Yeah. That yeah. was quite, uh, it's quite an emotional time, but we won't go back into football. Carry on. No, so if anyone, if anything exciting happens, then I'll let you know, Patch. Yeah. But for the listeners, you'll know anyway, because again, this was quite a fucking <laughs> ages ago. So, right. So yeah. we're back to 2002. So were you watching wrestling in 2002? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. So it's quite an interesting time period in 2002. So in sort of WrestleMania time, Triple H came back, won the undisputed title from um, Jericho. And just before that was when the NWO came back. So Hogan, Hall and Nash mm-hmm. came back yeah. in. Obviously, you had the match at WrestleMania with um, Rock and Hogan, which kind of goes down as one of those classic matches. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a spectacle of it more than the actual match, isn't it? You know, that oh, yeah. standoff at the start where they all, you know, they looked either side and yeah. Yeah. Hogan was in those... pretty good shape still, wasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. Even on this show, he's, he looks in in decent shape. He's got considering. He's got such a big chest cavity, hasn't he? <laughs> he's got a big chest cavity, yeah, and a big bald head as well. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, such so a shame when we... his bandana comes off. It is it is well, well, I mean, we'll mention it during the show, but about oh, two or three weeks before this pay per view, Austin quit and walked away from the company. Yes. He didn't want a job for Brock Lesnar, was it? Yeah, but there was, I think there's a lot of time sort of leading up to that where he hadn't, he like it, WrestleMania, I think the, the plan was for him to wrestle Hogan. Well, that's what they sort of put to him and he didn't want mm. to do it. And he ended up having a match with Scott Hall and Scott Hall was still in his, you know, days of stunk, struggling. They, they stunk the joint out, as you would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he was, there was this is the time where there was a lot of stuff going on with the, um, there's been a few issues with, you know, alleged domestic abuse and that sort of thing as well with Austin. So it was all that kind of building up. But didn't Scott Hall take a stunner really well in that match? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, what, was, that's what stood out for me in that one. Yeah, apparently he was drinking like the day of, which is quite <laughs> impressive, isn't it? The day yeah. of WrestleMania. 
he's uh, having a few beers. Uh, so yeah, so the, the, the coming out from that, Hogan's you know with his big reaction from the WrestleMania match, he ends up beating Triple H to win the world title, which today seems completely insane. That was at Judgment Day, the pay per view. Um, oh no, the pay per view before Judgment Day, which is Backlash, and then. Yeah. But that was that again. That I watched that match whilst doing this, and there was lots of like Jericho got involved, Undertaker got involved. It was like a big sort of cluster. Just throw some, throw everyone out there. See what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at Judgment Day, Undertaker sort of murdered Hogan to win the uh, to win the title. Mm. Uh, and then after WrestleMania, obviously that was when Lesnar made his debut. So he's kind of the on next the big thing. Yeah, on the verge of his sort of mega push that he was having. Uh, and then, yeah, at, at the previous review Judgment Day is when Kurt Angle got shaved bold by Edge in his uh, match. So Best thing he ever uh, did, I think. Oh, definitely, yeah. Speaking of somebody that has you know, embraced the, uh, well, I mean, as, as you have yourself, Patch, embraced yeah, the... Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Best best thing I ever did. I look back at my wedding photos and wish I'd have done it, you know, the year of my wedding, to be fair. yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there's not many pictures of me with hair in circulation. For uh, Can we try yeah. and find the picture of you looking like Rose West? Has that, has that ever been published? I think it might be on Facebook, actually. If any of okay. you were, um, yeah. Well, Maybe I was kind of. Refresh that, get that posted. In between sort of phase, I look a bit kind of Harry Potter esque. Right. Uh, and then, you know. The the extension. So when did you was, when did you um when did you go um bold slash shaved your head? Well, I always have a my hairline was always pretty uh pretty far back. Even is I it higher hair. than Brian Gunn's? <laughs> yeah, no, not quite that high. <laughs> because I got a big forehead as well, so it kind of makes it um. But uh. Did you head the ball well though with the forehead? Not too bad. I think I'm quite short as well though. So. Okay, I probably didn't win many headers. Did I mean. You? I played in goal quite a few times. It came in handy. Okay. Taking taking the ball in the face. Uh, <laughs> but most, yes, that, most people use their hands. Yeah. You just shove your face in the way. Definitely, you've got to make make use of what you got. I was going out with a girl in two thousand and one, two thousand and two, and she convinced me to shave my head. Okay. And it I kind of never really fully grew back. So, what were you then? Thirty-ish. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Two thousand and two, I was. Uh, 24. So yeah, probably about 24. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, so mine was uh, I was probably about 30, I think. Yeah. But it was keeping it brushed into the middle, you know. Yeah. Before then. Yeah, I mean, it, it was no loss from my point of view. So. Yeah. No, and it's it's always it's always quite cleansing. I find when I uh when I get I don't ever bick it. I just I just not? do no. I just do a a naught a zero all over with the clippers. Yeah. Every every four or five days okay no i bick mine probably once uh to every two or three days blimey what an effort how long does that take not long because it's increasingly less time unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) you just take about 10 minutes takes about two minutes now so yeah we're getting there eventually eventually i've got a i've got a mate who um who bicks his and yeah so many times he's left it too late and then we go out on a night out and there's he's missed a bit or there's yeah, like that's a couple the of rogue, rogue yeah. hair sticking up. A little bit, yeah. like by your neck, at the back there. Yeah, that's yeah, where you yeah. have to kind of be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I had a hair the other day, um, literally just growing at the side. It was a really long hair, just growing at the side of my forehead. I don't know mm-hmm. where it came from. 
how I missed it. Did you, um, did you experiment with any sort of miracle, uh, miracle grow or something from the like that? <laughs> compost? Sat Not there with really. a little bit on on your forehead. I mean, I used to dye my hair quite a lot when I was younger. Whether that contributed to it falling oh, yeah, out, it. I don't know. That's that's it. That's, that's I um on the holiday in Dawlish once where we drank basically every day for six days from sort of midday mm. onwards. I decided to um, go to Boots and try and dye my hair blonde. Peroxide, I think that was a bit of a trend, wasn't it? Mm. Obviously, but if, the, you le- if you left it on like not long enough, it, it would go like bright orange. Yeah, that's why I left ginger. So I had a bit of ginger <laughs> for uh, ginger rose west for a while, and okay. um, then I dyed it sort of plum coloured. So nice. a bit of a, and then I looked definitely like an old lady then. But yeah, yeah. So blue rinse. That's the uh, male grooming portion of the show over with yeah. this week. Sponsored okay, back by, to uh, King of the Ring. Yeah, yeah. Right, so the King of the Ring tournament then started on TV leading up to this, um, leading up to the show. So the bracket for the King of the Ring tournament. So the first round matches were Brock Lesnar against Bubba Ray Dudley. Obviously, Lesnar won. Mm-hmm. Booker T versus William Regal. Yeah. Which, uh, which Booker T won. Hardcore Holly versus Tajiri which Hardcore Holly won. Test versus the Hurricane. The Hurricane or the Hurricane? The Hurricane. <laughs> um, Jericho versus Edge, which seems like a pretty strong mm. first round match, considering you've got Hardcore Holly versus Tajiri in the other matches. Uh, and Christian versus Val Venus. Val which, which Val Boski won. Uh, X-Pac versus Goldust, which X-Pac won. And then Eddie versus RVD. So the, like the quarterfinals were... Brock Lesnar. So tell me this before you go yeah. on. Did yeah. was there ever an occasion in a King of the Ring tournament pay per view where all games, sorry, all games, all matches took part on the same night? I don't think there was. No. Lazy. It's lazy. It's lazy, isn't it? Well, Vince like famously hates tournaments. Okay. Well, he should have started the King of the Ring then, should he? Well, no, and that's why they, they only ever do it. I think they did it for a few years, and it would go away. Then they bring it back for a year. They brought it back yeah. last year. Well, this is the not as a tournament, not as a uh, pay per view. Yeah. Was it a pay per view? Was it? This was a pay per view. Yeah. No, I know this was. <laughs> yeah. the one, when they brought it back in the recent times. Oh no, no. Okay. This the was the last King Arabia. of the Ring pay per. This was the last King yeah. of the Ring pay per view, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They brought it back in subsequent years, but it have like the, maybe the final one on a. When um, they brought it back in Saudi Arabia, it wasn't called King of the Ring, was it? It was called like Greatest in the World or something stupid. Oh yeah, the pay per view wasn't called King of the Ring, but they had the the finals of the King of the Ring and the, yeah. the first ever Queen of the Ring in Saudi Arabia. Aha, right. Okay. So it wasn't it wasn't a King of the Ring pay per view, no. Okay. Because right. Vince so, hates. Well, I mean, the famous example was. Um, WrestleMania four, which was a tournament. Yeah. Which I think went down as a bit of a stinker at WrestleMania, to be honest. Because you've got it's pretty obvious. Like when you get when you get the brackets, you kinda of know yeah, it's gonna be a good exactly. guy versus the bad guy, good guy versus the bad guy, and you kinda of know like what's gonna happen. Uh so yeah. So was that to, was that was yeah. that first round draw? Was that seeded? I'm not sure. I'm not sure that, yeah, it was uh <laughs> Rod Stewart and uh, <laughs> somebody else did the draw live on Raw. I don't know how they did the draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so quarterfinals: Lesnar beat Booker T. Uh, yep. Obviously, Tess beat Hardcore Holly. 
Jericho beat Val Venus and RVD beat X-Pac. So that leads us to this fucking pay-per-view. So in the video, they show um, the intro video. They show previous winners, but they don't show all of them for some reason. They miss a few out. So they show Brett, who won it in 93. Brett's group, Brett, yeah. Which was the first one that was on. There was one before that, which wasn't on TV. I can't remember who won that. that. I think he might have won that as well, Brett. So so has Jerry the King Lawler ever won the King of the Ring? No. Rubbish. Well, do you remember that first that, that first one that was on TV? The angle that came out of that. So um, Brett won it. Yeah, Brett had a Brett feuded with Jerry, didn't he? Yeah, because Lawler attacked him after yeah. the ceremony and beat him up with the, yeah. So Brett won it in 94. Owen won it in, no, so Brett won it in 93. Owen won it in 94. They show that. Um, mm-hmm. They don't show 95. Which was won by? Mabel. <laughs> so oh. I, I missed that one, right? For, for me, that one, Yeah. I was more looking forward to the the coronation afterwards when he won. And didn't they lift him up on a throne or something? I think they tried to, yeah. 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 I think it did. Yeah. I can remember. I can remember them lifting and thinking, "That is." I'm more impressed with them lifting him on that than him winning the King of the Ring. King Mabel. I think he beat Savio Vega in the final. Enthralling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that really sums up 1995. I think. Um, 96 Austin won it, which Austin they showed. 316. 97 Triple H won it, which they showed. They didn't show 98, which was Ken Shamrock. He won it in 98. I wonder why. They didn't show 99 either. Which is Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn won it in 99. I don't know why they didn't show Billy Gunn. Shermark wasn't with the company at this point, so maybe they didn't show that. Okay. I think they're probably embarrassed about Mabel. That's why they didn't show that one. Um, yeah. Angle won it in 2000, and then Edge won it in 2001. And do you know the the, the, the post-2002 winners of King of the Ring? I do not. So I'm gonna, I'll get them up. It, it, it was a bit devalued once it stopped being a pay-per-view, wasn't it? Yeah, I've typed in Ming of the Ring. Of the ring. So, right? <laughs> Who <laughs> won that? That's a different uh, pay-per-view. King of the Ring yeah. winners. So, uh, Regal won it one year. Um, Who was that? Seamus. Yeah, remember that one. Uh, Wade Barrett won it. Mm-hmm. Um, all British Did he ever return? Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett ever return as, a, as an actual wrestler rather than a commentary person on whatever he does? Probably not. Probably not. Why not? He's not that old is he he's probably not that old no but i mean he's about, yeah no he's our age he's my age i should say oh, he's he went to school to be doing that then he went yeah. to school with um one of my mates in cardiff did he yeah okay that's um, not his name well, i can't remember what's his real name what wade barrett stew <laughs> stew summit isn't that's it, it. Yeah. stew um yeah well, I, i'm on the wikipedia page i'll have a look so regal won it so booker t won it obviously in 2006 when he became king booker king booker yeah. Then Regal in 2008, Seamus in 2010, Bad News Barra in 2015. Stu Bennett. Stu Bennett. Baron Corbin won it in 2019. And then uh, Xavier Woods was, won it was last that year. One of my uh, sort of predictions when I saw Baron Corbin in his first sort of couple of years was he surely got to be shaving that hair off soon. Yeah, yeah. He did, didn't he? He did, yeah. yeah. Like Shawn Michaels did. I, I was a bit surprised when Shawn Michaels did it because that was like his, you know, part of his look, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, Baron Corbin, he had to shave that hair off today. I mean, and he's yeah. probably, how old is he? He's quite young, isn't he? No, he was probably in his mid-twenties at the time, anyway. He, he strikes me as somebody deceptively old. He's 
Thirty-seven. Seventy-three. Yeah. <laughs> is that seventy-three? Thirty-seven. He is. So. Is he? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he's probably in his thirties then. Then. Well, yeah, he's thirty-seven. I just said. So he was thirty-seven now. But he's thirty-seven he, now. Yeah. When he debuted. Two, two he years ago, he was thirty-nine. 30. No, no. Two years ago, he was thirty-five. <laughs> Fuck it, now. I'm not even drinking. Yeah. So right. Um. So what were yeah? So that was that was the the list of King of the Ring winners. Okay. Um. And then the, the sort of video runs through the like tonight's competitors and they all say why they're going to win. And that, that, that was something they did here. I'm not sure if they ever did it again. Was the winner was guaranteed a title match at SummerSlam. Yeah, I, I remember thinking that. I can't remember that being a, a stipulation. I'm not sure if they did that uh, when Owen won. Because I know Owen then went on and had the match with Brett at SummerSlam. I don't know if that was a stipulation, but that's what that's kind more of what led to that. Yeah, but, more of a storyline. Um, yeah, it's a good so, idea but, though because it yeah. gives it gives you because no one ever really well a couple of them did took on the mantle of King you know King Mabel or whatever I know he probably did but yeah um I think having a having a slot in the main event a, a big pay per view is probably better yeah because really I mean it's only really the heels that wear the because like um Bad News Barrett when he was King Barrett was wearing the the cloak and the crown mm. stuff like. Lesnar, from my recollection, never walked around with a fucking crown on. No. <laughs> Spoilers after winning could have this been, one. Yeah, could have been fun though. It could have been fun. Yeah, like, I'm not sure if I've done much of his career back in the first sort of few months, walking around with a plastic fucking uh, crown on. Um, they probably would do that now though. Right. Um, so Jr. and King are the, the commentators, and then they sort of run through some of the other matches on the card. So talk about the the main event, which is going to be Undertaker and Triple H. They also mentioned Angle versus Hogan and talk about Eddie versus Ric Flair as well. But the first match is Jericho and RVD. Yeah, RVD is the Intercontinental title at the time. Yeah, so it's strange with Jericho because obviously he had the the distinction of being the first ever undisputed champion. And mm. then he what went to WrestleMania. Was that? that was this year. Well, the end of 2001. Okay. Yeah. So obviously he went into WrestleMania. 2002 as the uh, undisputed champ and lost it to Triple H. Triple H came back. And then he never really, it's only when he came back, sort of 2006, 2007, he was back in the, the sort of title picture again. He kind of went back to being in the reign, sort of intercontinental. In, ter- in yeah. terms of, of, the, of their wrestling peak, yeah. RVD and, R- and um, Jericho, this probably was, they're probably at the top of their game at this point, aren't they, in 2002? Oh, yeah, I mean Jericho. Yeah, I mean obviously Jericho's still going twenty years. Still later. going strong, yeah. But but you know some of the high. It, it was a high flying, high impact, frightening oh, yeah. flexibility from well, particularly RVD. Obviously, I know yeah. he's trained martial artist and all that. But yeah, no, it was. Uh, I really enjoyed this match. I really enjoyed watching this one. I've obviously probably watched it then and never since. Yeah, same as me. But yeah, like you said, Jericho is is amazing at this point. And mm. when he, you know, give it sort of three or four years down the line where he has his um, next sort of title run, he becomes more of a sort of serious heel. Mm. And because in this match, he's still obviously he's being a heel, still using heel tactics, but he's still doing the sort of high flying moves, that kind of thing as well. Whereas when he comes back a few years down the line, he's kind of refined that style where he's being a more serious heel and he's not doing those sort of high flying mm sort of, you know, moves which get the crowd going. Uh, I mean, 
you know that obviously Undertaker is my favourite ever wrestler. I've heard that, yeah, yeah. Jer- Jericho's definitely up there in the top three, I'd say. Um, I don't know who the other one is yet, but he's definitely up there. <laughs> yeah, and, well, I was on a... his, I, I, I love listening to his podcast now. I I love watching him still. You know, I like a couple of the songs from from his band. What what a what a massively talented bloke he is. To be fair oh, yeah. to him, yeah, absolutely brilliant. And his, his podcast, he gets. It's not just wrestlers, is it? It's he likes conspiracy theories and all that sort of stuff, and I found it yeah. really interesting. Yeah, I mean, he's um, he's up there. I was on a podcast ages ago about um, it was uh with uh Mags, who's been on there a few times, and um, Paul Tolly, who's from Wales, but it's um, you know Mags is that is that short for Margaret? It's not. No, 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 no. I'm not sure what it is actually short for actually. Because his name's not Margaret or... Uh, maybe Might it's his be. middle name. Maybe his middle name. But they did a, okay. a show called... Um, so, uh, Badlands, it was called. But they ask you... They, they have a different topic. But then every guest they get on, they ask who's on your Mount Rushmore of, um, of wrestlers. Okay. And I think I had Jericho okay. on there. Yes. So who's on yours? I can't remember now. It was like two years ago. <laughs> I'm not... It, you know, it changes year on year. Which we nick someone else's gimmick. I was going to say, we don't steal gimmicks on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike some others I can talk about. Uh, um, oh, but yeah, I mean, I think he has to have Jericho up there because he's, yeah. you know, 20, almost 30 years. Really, if you go back to his ECW days, he's been going. So, but we haven't got time okay. to go through our Mount Rushmore's. Well, I've done mine, so. He's done yours already, <laughs> gone then. Right, we're going to hit patches anyway, so. Well, it's quite sessions, quite, please. Quite, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna go Milligan first. Yeah, yeah. And please. Yeah. Uh, then Everett. Yeah. And in fourth place, sessions. Sessions, yeah. But yeah. Uh, if if I was gonna go for wrestlers, I'd go. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go Undertaker, Jericho, Rock, Austin. I mean, that's pretty strong. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I went um, for. I'm pretty sure I had Austin. Booger. Flair, Luger, and no, Booger. Booger. I thought you said Luger, yeah. No, I had Luger, Booger, uh, Beefcake, and Earthquake. And, and, and Nails. And Nails, yeah. Nails, yeah. Um, actually, Nails looks like a. I could see his face in that Mount Rushmore thing, Nails. I mean, yeah. Scowl. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's a good match. I, I took yeah. a, lot, a lot of the matches on this show. They got the, they got the near falls to like the fucking yeah, yeah degree like that hand literally just about to come down and he kicked out. So I was, uh, again I, we're promoting Jericho's podcast a lot on here, but um, he interviewed uh, a referee, one of his trusted referees. Um, I can't remember his name, but he was talking a lot about that and the fact that he would say, you know, count you know count me out if you need to, you know, do the do the three count. Um, Again, yeah, really interesting to hear. I went, th- I went three out of five for this match. Did you? Yeah. We could do that. We could actually, we could do the Meltzer ratings as we go, if you like. Yeah, I um, that was where where we were going next. Yeah, well, that, that is a. I think it's definitely a lost art. Is that near kick out and? Um, mm. I think RVD won with a five star frog splash, didn't he? He did. Yeah, and he's getting interviewed what, after the match. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That doesn't happen very often, does it? Jerry, uh, Jerry Lawler jumps in the ring and interviews. No, but that was a sign something was going to happen, wasn't it? I think. And then he gets attacked. <laughs> yeah, you kind of knew that was going to be. Yeah. But that doesn't lead to anything, surprisingly no. enough. 
because the next pay-per-view RVD just gives Jericho a bit of one-upmanship, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Next pay-per-view is RVD against Brock Lesnar. So, yeah. what did you say? You said three out of five. Okay, so Dave Meltzer gave it three and three quarters stars. So, not, not far off. Okay. Not far off. Is yeah, there anywhere I mean, you can act? Is there anywhere you can access that has got a list of Dave Meltzer's five out of fives? Probably. I'd imagine so. You should probably look at that just to see what it looks like. At some I mean, point. there's a lot of well, there's the um the Cody Rhodes Seth Rollins match from a couple of weeks ago in Hell in the Cell where Cody's got the have you seen the picture yeah. of his yeah 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 I saw that it. got that got five stars from Meltzer. From Meltzer. And that wow. was the first WWF match to get five stars since um, Cena and Punk at Money in the Bank 2011. Wow. Yeah, 11 years. Incredible. And I think I can't even remember what the one before that was. He just doesn't give five stars out to WWF matches, even to like, you know, some of the ones people would say were absolute, absolute classics. Very rare. He dishes them he out to Japan and AEW, but... Doesn't give them out willy-nilly. Oh, he does, but not to, not to WWF. <laughs> no, it's just me trying to get another Office reference in. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. There's one of our one of our pals, Steve-O, he's a big Office fan. He'll be, this will be his favourite episode ever. I I'll see what episode. else I can do for you, Steve-O. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I did the get a rest. When I messaged you earlier to say I was doing a podcast with the Bristol Live reporter, you yeah. said get some resting um, quotes in, and I did. Did you? All yeah. right. Oh, I'll listen to that later on then. <laughs> um, they cut to Brock and Heyman sort of watching backstage and Heyman's getting Brock sort of fired oh, up. Yeah. 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 And then we get, so yeah, then Lesnar's up next. So um, it's Lesnar and, <clears throat> pardon me, Test. That's his name, sure. is it? Pardon me, yeah. Test. Pardon me, Test. I'm not sure if Test is a face or a heel at this point. I think he's a face. He's going to turn heel yeah. fairly soon after this when he joins up with Lance Storm and... Christian, but how old do you think Lesnar and Test were in this match? Well, Test was—I mean, Test wasn't very old. I know the answer. I know the answer, by the way. I don't want no googling. Okay, no googling. Right, Lesnar Uh, was probably twenty-three, twenty-four. Spot on, twenty-four. Yeah, twenty-four. And Test was probably early thirties, thirty-two. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Honestly, Jesus. So, I mean, when yeah. he came in like 99, wasn't he? Yeah, he must have been really young. Yeah, jeez. Um, but yeah, I, with us. no, I don't remember watching this match before. And this is, I guess, this is a good match as well, isn't it? Yeah. Because size wise, Tess is almost bigger than Lesnar. He died when he was 33, mind. Yeah. Test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. But this is, if you've watched Lesnar's matches before this, he basically squashed. Yes, yeah, I was going to say, it was mostly squash matches, wasn't it? This was the early days of Brock. Yeah. Um, still, like, frightening. frightening oh, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> terrified, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. terrified. Um, but but Test was on top. Test was oh, on yeah. top for quite a bit of this. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I, I actually written down in my notes, incredible intensity. Very much so. Very much so. Um, yeah, I mean, he gets a lot of offense in. I think Lesnar sort of dominates the offer. Then Test gets the upper hand, gets his... Finisher move in, almost pins, and then he gets mm. a big, gets that big, massive boot to Lesnar's face as well. And you think, and again, mm. that free count is like literally, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that hand almost touching the canvas. Uh, 
but you get a bit of distraction from Heyman and then F5 from Lesnar and Lesnar, Lesnar wins. But I can't think of many, you can't think of many great test matches, can you? Um, England versus um, yeah, Australia. Good, yeah. Yeah. Um, the one the other day was good. Involved in the West Indies, I expect. Yeah. Some probably good ones in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But no, apart from that, not really. No. No. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I yeah, this is probably a reminder, probably of that. Actual. What, what I, a, I like best about Test is yeah. his his partners in real life. Okay. Um, Stacy Keebler and Kelly Kelly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, he's done, he's done well. Done well. He was like he's like a bodyguard when he for Motley Crue or something like that. He was before he was a wrestler. That's so how he got um, in. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. I can't see that, but I remember I remember something along those lines. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> so what, yeah, uh, what did what did Meltzer give that one then? Not much, I don't think. He gave. I, I only went. I only went. I only went two out of five for that. Half a star. He gave that. Did he? Yeah, that's rough, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed. I I think I enjoyed it more watching it now because it was like the early days of Brock Lesnar, and yeah. it was good to see Test on top for a bit as well. Yeah, so I expected it to be sort of three or four minutes, and Lesnar chucks him around a bit and yeah. and wins pretty easy. But it was it was a close match. Definitely deserve more than three quarters of a fucking star. I know half a star even. I've done I've done Meltzer a disservice. Okay. Right. Into the softcore porn now. Well, well, no, I mean we get a bit of Bubba Ray Dudley first. I wouldn't class that as softcore okay. porn. <laughs> so this is that odd time because we we had the brand split and that they were one of the yeah they always make this thing about all oh, tag teams could be split up and it never happens. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. they did and this when we got well Bubba Ray was just kind of Bubba Ray and then Devon just before this uh, uh, come out is Reverend Devon. Mm. With the uh, with Deacon Batista as well with the little money tray. Of course. And this is around his neck. So, but luckily Bubba, Bubba Ray didn't get saddled with a enough enough gimmick. Mm. But yeah, he's just trying. They get the stuff with Christian and Lance Cage as well. And they're about to. They all complained about America being a terrible place and that. And they're about to form the Un-Americans stable with Test and William Regal later on. But he's not quite done that yet. Uh, it gave it a call in Taz then because they were the for some reason they weren't allowed on the at the commentary desk they had to stand up on the on the thing but they were the commentary team for Smackdown at that point uh, okay but they weren't yeah. allowed they weren't allowed to actually commentate on the on the on the pay-per-view so they just got to chat about stuff up on the on the ramp and now we get the softcore. now we get the softcore porn yeah so well, N- I mean, Nidia, Nidia yeah. is that her name yeah Nidia didn't she, yeah. didn't she she was in uh, Tough Enough wasn't she yeah, she was a joint winner with Tough Enough. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that. It was like a, um, I was a fan of obviously Big Brother at the time and stuff like that. So yeah, I, it was like a reality show. I found it really interesting. And then you had like wrestlers coming in and giving them, um, you know, uh, hints and tips and stuff. And it was good to see people like Al Snow behind the scenes. He was quite funny, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed Tough Enough. It's obviously still on the the network, and I sometimes will watch a little bit now and again. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was a quite a groundbreaking. I mean, it did quite well the first cut of the series, I think, in, in the US. Like, I was like, when they brought it back, I think they brought it back on MTV, and it, yeah, and you had a couple of guys, but the sort of later years. But there's a few guys, a few people that are on, like, some of the people on the main roster now, like, um, I think Mandy Rose. 
Was the Miz, yeah, the Miz was like, yeah, the Miz, yeah. yeah, Miz was like back in the original version, but in the later version, which didn't really last very long, I think like Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, they were in in that. And eventually, okay. I definitely didn't win it, but they um, I remember they had won the last series was like with a guy, and the guy won it, and I think he turned up on Raw the next night and did like a thing with Austin, and then I don't think he ever wrestled. It just kind of someone come out okay. about him about a few weeks later and he's just vanished. So the whole series, yeah, this guy wins it and then actually it turns out he was, he was a bit of a wrong and so you never actually yeah. see him on TV. So I did go on and Google uh, Nydia after yeah. this and uh, yeah, she, she turned her back on wrestling and started a family. Yeah, probably a good and choice a to be films, honest. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, Jamie, Noble, Jamie Noble's still banging around backstage, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But they were, so Noble and Hurricane were both in WCW before they before WCW finished and they moved across when that ended. Um, they were in the thing called the Young Dragons in WCW, mm. where they were like martial arts guys. Um, and they, so Noble made his debut in sort of June of this year with Nidia. And so the storyline was that Nidia was Hurricane's ex, Hurricane, I guess in Hurricane, Hurricane's <laughs> ex uh, girlfriend. And obviously the Hurricane's. Uh, got double double identity secret identity is the reporter uh yeah ace reporter gregory, gregory helms <laughs> yeah this um, is for the cruiserweight title wasn't it so it, it was yeah that's that's no longer around is it he's no they got rid of it recently didn't they they used to do um is it not on it might be on nxt okay they were doing the show 205 live which i think they stopped that as well now but it was around they brought it back recently but it might go rid of it again official. now. It might be gone again official now. Yes. Yeah, there's no there's no cruiserweight champion that I can see. But um yeah, so they were like the sort of package noble and Nidia, and they're both you know, supposedly like sort of southern trash, you know, trailer park people. No offense to anybody who lives in trailer park listen to the listen to the show. Another good show. Trailer park boys, fan of that? Oh, I've never seen that, no. Oh my god! Oh, sorry, I'm a busy man. Come on, if you got time to watch pay per views from 1976, I, that's the thing. I spend most of my time studying or uh, watching <laughs> straight for this program. So yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, uh, yeah, they, I mean, obviously these guys are both like really good wrestlers, and they both stick around. Obviously, Jamie Noble was in the round for a while and then came back. Actually, they're both they're both still there in like back, yeah, yeah, backstage yeah. roles, aren't they? Yeah. 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 And he was in the Rumble, wasn't he, recently? Hurricane Helms? Yeah. Hurricane, Hurricane Helms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he had, he had a long run. I think he was the longest reigning cruiserweight champion after he ditched the Hurricane gimmick and was just like Shane Helms. Right. But, um, but Nidia, Why didn't famously, they ever bring in a wrestler called Spitfire and they could have Spitfire versus Hurricane? Yeah, I must add, ladies, Patch is hungover, ladies and gentlemen. So some, of, <laughs> some of this, some of this stuff isn't landing. Then no. we'll, we'll let him know. We'll give him, we'll, uh, we'll give him a pass. We'll give him a pass. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm actually sweating now in this room. So famously, Nydia went blind in in storyline not long after this. Do, do you remember that? She what? She went blind in in storyline. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Tajiri, Tajiri got her in the face with the with his mist. And uh, there was weeks where she was blind. Um, that's probably her most famous storyline. Yeah. yeah, I do vaguely remember that. Um, but I was quite impressed with the kissing. Yeah, that lots of kissing, wasn't there? 
Yeah. Prior, during, and after. Yeah. Um, they were going for it, weren't they? Basically. Absolutely. Yeah. That's my soft core comment. But the match was absolute toilet. You didn't enjoy um, the match. I thought it was all right, this match. No. Uh, one out of five. I one out of five. Well, yeah. I mean, um, um, Jamie Noble wins, doesn't he? With some distraction from Nidia. What? She put some. Kiss, Helms kiss and, his, yeah. Yeah. Helms kiss, has got his yeah. foot on the ropes so and she knocks it off, doesn't she? After the, after That's the right. finisher. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he went on to form. Uh, he went to Raw not long after this, and then he teamed up with uh, Rosie, who was in Three Minute Warning, and Rosie became a superhero. In that Roman's brother. Probably, yeah, yeah, because he was yeah. called he had he was called a superhero in training. He had that on his shirt, but he had, right. the abbrevi- he had the abbreviation on his shirt of superhero in training. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Roman Reigns' brother. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a good chat. I mean, the, the crowd were chanting, "She's a crack whore" during this match. Probably, <laughs> and again, different times in the in the match, they before the match they referred to her as a, as a vengeful witch. Um, yeah, not a great okay. time for ladies wrestling, was it 2002? No. But you know, um, that was a so reward yeah. for for winning tough enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Becoming, uh, a crack whore. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean she got, uh, lots of again very vigorous snogging as well at the end of this match. Did she ever? Did she ever? Was she ever a singles performer? Yeah, yeah. She went on to be a wrestler later on, but not to any kind of okay. great level. Because it's but, quite vigorous, isn't it? What they put them through and tough enough as well. You think um, that yeah. she, they got a bit more chance of you know probably went through more training than I don't know someone who's been much more successful. Yeah, well I think she had the. She was with Jamie Noble. They split up and she turned face and then right. went to be a wrestler and was on Raw and stuff. She was around for a couple of years, but didn't really, um, yeah, yeah, didn't really get very far. And again, I, I always quite like people who got out of wrestling and had like nice, normal, successful lives. Yeah. And not had lives full of misery and addiction and, and tragedy. It's quite nice to see people actually just move away and do something else. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Back to Nidia. I mean, you've got, it's not just whether you can train and whether you're fit enough and when, whether you're tough enough and good enough in the ring. Yeah. It's, it's the work you've got to put in to build your character, et cetera, isn't it? That she yeah. probably was maybe lacking in. Well, I mean, they give her a pretty basic character, don't they? <laughs> to start off with. Yeah. And, and you need a good character as well. Yeah. 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 But you, but you, don't a... have to, you don't have to be good on the microphone because Benoit, who comes up next, is awful on the microphone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had a very good point. So, I mean, he had quite a few bad points as well, it turns out, in the end. But, uh, but yeah, yeah but we, we get the Rock. To talk about him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we get The Rock turning up for work as well, which is quite nice. They show him earlier yeah. on with his bags. He's here. Nice. Yeah. Well, he came back. I think if we, we go back to the um, Austin walking out, they kind of scrambled a bit. So the, that night which Austin was supposed to wrestle Lesnar, where it kind of leads into this next match actually so yeah so we should have rocked turn up and then we get terry runnels interviewing eddie so um eddie said hello to his family and uh mm. jig- jiggling his muscles about and trying i think i think it's called flirt and i'm not sure what that was but it was it was yeah um but yeah so this feud this rick flair eddie guerrero feud was initially supposed to be eddie and austin uh, so okay. Austin had been feuding with Flair. So the previous pay-per-view, I think it was Flair and the... So t- to go back, if we go back, when Hogan won the title, 
on that show was a number one contenders match between Undertaker and Austin. Flair was the ref, and it was a dodgy finish. Undertaker won to go on and then be number one contender for, for Judgment Day. Uh, and then that went into an Austin-Flair feud. So the pay-per-view before this was, I think it was Flair and the Big Show against Austin in a handicap match. Um, and the plan was for Austin to feud with Eddie. But obviously, Austin walked away. Uh, and there was sort of there was a vignette of, I think, Austin and Deborah at a bar. And Eddie buys uh, sends a drink over to Deborah. And it ends up being a big scrap in the bar with Austin and Eddie. Nice. But yeah, the week later, Austin decides to fuck off. So then they have to kind of pivot. So that night when Austin doesn't turn up, instead of doing the Austin Lesnar thing, which is going to be like the main storyline on the show, Vince comes out out of nowhere and challenges Flair to a match for control of Raw out of oh, nowhere, okay. basically. And they did have like a bloody no like force count anywhere match on Raw, which Vince wins, which then means Flair is back as a wrestler. And then that leads Flair free to go into this feud to sort of cover up the lack of Austin. So this probably this match wouldn't have happened if Austin would have been this still is around. Fantasy. This is a fantasy booking, really, isn't it? Oh, Flair versus Guerrero. Yeah, and some of the matches they had sort of three years earlier in WCW were amazing. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so that's why we're here, and that's why The Rock was back as well because the week after Austin left, uh, Vince comes out on Raw and addresses the whole situation and talks in real terms and says like. Yeah. Austin's a bastard, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's letting I love you all, all down. When, and... it goes, when it goes real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the, the end of that night, there's, uh, you know, apparently Vince gets a phone call saying that, you know, he's on his way to Raw. And everybody's like, oh, it's Vince assumes it's Austin and he's going to come in, beat him up. So he get all security ready. But then instead of Austin coming out, The Rock comes out and it's a big surprise because he wasn't expecting so long how long's Rock been out for at this point, do you reckon? I think he was out since WrestleMania. Okay. So not, not long then. No, it's just sort of two or three months. But I think they brought him back. They brought him back early because obviously he's not wrestling on this pay-per-view, is he? He doesn't wrestle no. until the next pay-per-view. But they brought him back to sort of fill that hole of Austin where Austin was yeah. supposed to be. Star. Yeah. So but yeah, so Eddie had one come back as well because Eddie got fired in 2001 from WWF for drink driving. Right. And then they hired him back sort of midway through 2002. And when he came back, he looked like in fairly good shape, considering what the shape he'd been in, you know, when he left. Like you can tell he'd been, you know, doing a bit of working work, out. working out in brackets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the, then the, match, he, the match was like Chop Chop City. I've oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a great. It's a, this is a good match. A, a yeah. great match. And you've got two guys that are good wrestlers and charismatic, like in ring performers. So you can't go wrong really no, no. no I, I enjoyed it yeah, I thought it was a good match um, obviously there's a Benoit interference mm. and Bubba Ray Dudley well Benoit comes down in his work trousers but... that's right <laughs> yeah. yeah so do you think he just didn't have his ring gear maybe maybe well he was in the middle a... I'd like to think he was in his he had his ring gear on and he right. thought I'm not I'm not been booked I'm not going to wrestle tonight so he started mm. getting dressed put his trousers on then he realized that you know he needs to get involved in this match so then he legged it down to the ring like i've not got time to put my shirt on i'll uh i'll yeah, get down there i've shot heard um i listen a lot to something to wrestle with yeah bruce pritchard and yeah. uh 
there's a number of occasions where they've just forgotten their ring gear or <laughs> it's got yeah. lost or ripped. So it might just be that that happened. Yeah. Rock used to come down in his trousers quite a lot and get involved in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, Benoit comes down and puts uh, Flair in the crossface, doesn't he, outside the ring when the ref's not looking. Mm. Uh, and the ref's sort of tied up getting Benoit away and then Bubba Dudley appears out of nowhere and gives uh, Eddie his finishing move and then Flair wins. So Flair is 53 at this point. What do you think about this comeback one-off match that he's doing? What, what now? I mean... Yeah. <sighs> it's a mistake, isn't it? Well, I, I mean, he's going to... I'm assuming he probably needs a few quid, to be honest. Because okay. he's well, not really... He's had, like, f- four wives or something? Yeah, yeah. And it's all tied in with Comrade, isn't it? And that's his... He's his son-in-law, yeah. isn't he, I think? So. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, who knows? I, I think... he. I mean, he'll probably just drop down dead one day won't he hopefully it's not in the ring well i think he prop that's probably how he wants to go yeah, isn't probably it? how he wants it to go yeah that's how, he, how he'd like to go probably yeah. but um but it's a shame isn't it but i mean what's the like we said earlier about people who get out of the business and have a nice quiet mm. life in yeah all he's, these guys he's the, he's the he's the gaza of the wrestling world isn't he in the in that gaza basically went downhill because he was he needed football to survive yeah, I mean, with Gaza, you always think he didn't really. I mean, with Flair, you couldn't say that Flair didn't live up to his potential, could you? Because he wrestled oh, yeah. for about fucking 50 years. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Well, with yeah. the Gaza thing, you always think, like, if things would have been different, you know, what what player and what player he was anyway, mm. but what a player he could have become. But then it's one of those things without all that stuff that's going on in his head, yeah. would he have been the player that he was in the first no, place? No, probably you know? not. Probably not. All these sort of tortured genius people. I can never uh, get my head around some of those tackles he made in that Forest game in the yeah. FA Cup final. And I always remember because like, the what rest was... What um, he'd have been sent... He'd have been Roger Milford, wouldn't it? Yeah, Bristol? yeah, from Bristol, yeah. He, we, we obviously we both know him because he's from Bristol. Yeah, exactly, probably do. <laughs> but he'd have been sent off straight away if that was oh, the yeah. FA Cup final in this game and he would never have got injured. No, no. But yeah, anyway. yeah the, both those tackles were horrendous, weren't they? It's two in that match whenever he could have, yeah. Yeah. Well, the uh, second one he got, the second one he came off worse. Yeah. But Flair wins. Um, he said Eddie was 34, Flair was 53 in this match. It's amazing, um, isn't it? But you think they've got, I mean, they've both got two, I think the, what, the year after, oh, it's this next WrestleMania when... Uh, Sean Michaels, Rick Flair, when was that? Oh, that was a long time ago. But I think the next year, the next WrestleMania is when they both win the um, win the world title. Or was that 2004? I can't remember now. But Shawn Michaels Eddie... versus Ric Flair was WrestleMania 24. Yeah. Yes, 2005. So three years later, that and that was a that was a cracking match in itself. Yeah, yeah. But Benoit and um, Eddie Guerrero, the next WrestleMania, they've got two guys there. They're both going to be world champion. Yeah. The next oh, yeah. WrestleMania, you wouldn't have said that at this point, would you? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, to be fair, Flair, he, I think he got into a reasonable shape by this point. When he first came back, he was like, really. He always says about that match against the Undertaker, and he was, he was glad it, he, he, he was glad it was the Undertaker, but he felt a bit embarrassed because he couldn't, you know, yeah, he couldn't sort of do what he used to do and give the Undertaker yeah. a. He was credited. Match. Didn't he credit Triple H with sort of making him snap out of? Yeah. That sort of low point that he had. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, he's helped in this match because again, Ed is one of those guys who can put on a good match against anybody. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that was good. Um, what do we get now? So, we get, yeah. So my question to you is: yeah. Have you ever? Did you ever go to the world in Times Square? Because no. I did. Did you? Oh, of course you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've never been to America, so. Well, you obviously didn't go there then. Um, no, no. But uh, yeah, I was there in 2003, and we were just walking through Times Square. Yeah. And I just said, I just said to my wife, "Oh, should we go in that bar? That looks decent." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just wanted to walk in and see what it was like. Obviously, there was hardly anyone in there because it wasn't like a no a, a Monday night or a whatever. Um, but yeah, just sat there and had a had a burger and a pint and saw some memorabilia and stuff. It was all right. Right, yeah. But obviously, I'm surprised there are things like that don't survive because you know how big wrestling is still. Yeah. Obviously, Times Square is quite big real estate, but surely there's no WWE bars anymore, is there? No, but I suppose it's one of those things. Like when you get pubs around my football grounds, and you often wonder, well, what do they do for the other yeah. six days of the week? You know. But like, I don't know. Um, Planet Hollywood, I think they they've got loads of like bars and that all around America, where they celebrate movies. Yeah, so yeah. It's just a themed restaurant, isn't it? But there we go. There we go. Anyway, Nowinski was in there with Regal, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Having some sort of pasta dish. Yeah. Which is Re- the way Regal Regal's some of the words he comes up with and some of the things he says. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. He calls her a silly tart, which I'm that's it. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I was trying to remember yeah. what it was. Yeah. But that Nowin that Nowinski did he's done loads of research into um brain trauma, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was one of the there's a certain there's a load of he guys was... involved in like a class action lawsuit. It might still be going now against WWF oh. WWE for a concussion, that sort of thing. And that's why, well, he, um, that's why obviously my favourites, Demolition, are not in the, uh, not in the Hall of Fame because they're, oh, they're part of it, are they? They're part of this thing, yeah. So, right. so they've been sort of blacklisted. Um, and obviously Christopher Nowinski is not in the Hall of Fame as well. Obviously. <laughs> probably, probably, I mean, that's probably despite the, uh, <laughs> the never uh, say never. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he wasn't going to get in anyway, but, um, I think you can yeah. say never on this occasion. You think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Molly Holly versus Trish Stratus. Man, next. Yeah. A shock win for Molly. I've got written here. Mm. And again, different times. Was it a shock win? It was a shock win. I think. Yeah. 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 Because when did she got? She got shaved bald as well. When was that? Was that? Um, yeah. Trying to think yeah. when that was. But again, different times. Lots of talk about the size of her bum and that sort of thing. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but obviously it's Lawler on commentary in it, so you're gonna get um, you're gonna get some pretty low hanging fruit. WrestleMania 20, 2004. Molly's okay. head shaved. Oh, so a couple of years down the line then. Yeah, hmm. well, she was a good wrestler. Yeah, she, she started she's been off... back for um, rumbles yeah. and stuff, hasn't she? So she was one of um. She was in WCW to start off with. I think, I think she might have been one of the, like, the, these sort of, like, dancing girls on Nitro. But she was okay. um, one of Macho Man's, like, valets in oh, WCW really? for a while, yeah. Yeah. So that's what how she did you how, how did you watch WCW? Because I didn't think it was on, what channel was it on? Well, I see, obviously, so many people on this show, like, UCC Rob and Millwall Chris and that, they're all big WCW guys. So you used to be able to get it on um, TNT was a channel okay. on cable yeah right which is obviously showed just showed old movies 
most of the yeah. time. But I'm not sure if they showed Nitro live. I don't think they did, but they showed a repeat of it. It's like Turner Network Television, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. But yeah, it used to be old films. Yeah, no, I remember. Most of the time. Yeah. And it was on the later stages. It was on um, Channel 5. Okay. At the end. And we used to get um, some on ITV used to show some on like Saturday afternoon sometimes, that sort of thing. So it was in bits and bobs. I got, I did, I did follow it a little bit because my cousin, because I got cousins in the States and one of them spies and sells sports memorabilia and always yeah. has. And, you know, he would have like boxes and boxes and boxes of trading cards. So one visit I brought back to the UK about six boxes of WCW trading cards and I yeah. sold them in the playground for wow. like 50p a pack or something. Like yeah. That. And I, I was like Rockefeller. I made, I made loads of money, yeah. but but uh, quite a lot of people were into WCW and I wasn't, so I wasn't like mm. bothered given like giving them away sometimes. But I've got, I've still got loads, not not in boxes anymore, but like you know, I opened some up and and I kept them. Looked back at them like five years later and thought, well, he came to WWE, he came to WWE, etc. Yeah. Like Mick Foley was in there, Dutch Mantel. Yeah. El El Gigante. El Gigante, yeah. Yeah, the legendary yeah. El Gigante, yeah. Yeah, just loads. So I mean, again, we speak about it on a regular basis, but in the in the eighties, sort of late eighties, it used to be on late night TV. You know, when late night TV started on ITV, Cell Block H and that sort of thing, it would be on sort of mm. two, three o'clock in the morning. You'd have like a NWA highlight show then. Did you have to video plus it? We just put the, I mean, I don't even know if it's video. Uh, this is, I mean, we're talking like probably 88, 89, 90. So I don't uh, think video okay, plus yeah. is the thing. You just stuck the video yeah. in when you went to that bed. Was, that was quite fun, wasn't it? Video plus, you got like a code and you had to type yeah. the code in. Yeah. And then it recorded something, but yeah, it was a bit hit and miss. Yeah. Yeah. But I used to, I used to put, um, because these, when you, you, on your VHS, you'd obviously have like a timer on there. So if you set the, set the timer, yeah. put the video in, it would record when the timer went off so i used to put it in and set it to record from like midnight onwards like a four-hour oh, tape okay. and i get my episode on of... long play yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I get my episodes of cell block h and uh and uh oh uh get stuffed you remember get stuffed yeah. get stuff was like a um like the word gorilla um it wasn't a gorilla <laughs> it, was, uh, it was like a cooking show it was like done like on a sort of handheld camera in someone's house like real sort of okay no, um, i don't remember that primitive stuff no i doubt many people will to be honest uh, there's your reference on the bingo card that's the reference to late night 80s itv television you can take that one off um yeah but molly wins a bit cheating isn't she holding the tights oh yeah yeah I mean, at this at this period, I can't think of it. So it's probably there's you've got Trish, you've got I think Lita was injured at this point. Right. Okay. Um, you've got Molly. There aren't many other uh, Ivory might very, be knocking around still. Not a very strong uh, wrestling division for the women. No, but we're we're gonna go. I think in a, I'm not sure when Jazz Jazz might turn up not long after this and Victoria Flash. Didn't she flash a, a UK event? No, that's um, Jacqueline. Oh, Jacqueline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She got a, a boobies out on a UK thing. Yeah. Um, right. So now we get Kurt Angle and his and his <laughs> speaking of follically challenged people, Kurt Angle and his wig. Yeah. So, oh, that's brilliant, isn't it? 
That is fantastic. <laughs> Good. But Hogan's entrance music, what's going on with that at this point? Oh, well, now you see. So he wasn't coming out uh, when he came back as NWO Hogan. So when he was yeah, in WCW. He came back to Voodoo Child or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, but he can't use that, obviously, can they? What, for copyright? On the network now for copyright. Okay. A lot of the, there's a lot of the old, because you know the guy Jim Jim Johnson used to do Johnson. all the, yeah, I think a lot yeah. of his songs aren't on the network anymore because uh, he's not with the company, okay. so it's all down the copyright. Yeah, but surely, of, surely he worked for the company, so they own his work. I'm not sure. You're the copyright. Well, exactly. <laughs> You're the I copyright think, man. I think, I think Jim Johnson's fine. Okay, all right. Well, they're not using it on the network, but they don't use things like Limp Biscuit or no, or do they? No, we don't. Kid no. Rock, etc. No. Okay. No. That's a shame. It is because I watched. You have to watch it on YouTube or something to get that. <laughs> yeah, because I can remember when um I was watching Raw kind of from the from the beginning for years, and I got to around about that period where the Undertaker came back as the American Badass. That was. I was amazing. like, oh, I remember that moment. That was and awesome, wasn't it? When I he came it. down and just destroyed yeah, yeah, yeah. man X part. But I was ready for the uh for the music to come on when he came out and it was just completely different music. I was like, oh fuck you know. It's, ama- it's the, amazing though. It's, it's amazing how much of an how much of an impact the music has. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you see it with something that, that just doesn't it just doesn't feel right, does it? Yeah. And it loses the impact. Like so that is available on YouTube with yeah. with the music with the proper music, you know the yeah. American badass music. But the footage is crap. It's like all grainy and oh, yeah. really yeah. poor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to watch it in on the network, it's yeah, the, the music's all wrong. They also dub in the crowd reaction as well, don't they? Because you can't have the um, original music well, and the yeah, original crowd reaction. So of it's course. a completely different. Yeah, it sounds awful. Going back watching um a lot of. I went back and watched an old WrestleMania or SummerSlam uh, a few months ago, and uh, Rick Rude was wrestling, and they got rid of his original music, okay. WWF music. They just they've just replaced it with the generic stripper music. Da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just they ruins it, but they've done that a lot. And obviously, this this isn't to be fair. This isn't bad. This sort of dubbed voodoo child version. There's a lot worse. Some worse. Famously, the the um when Sid Vicious goes back to WCW in like the 2000s, they can't use the the original music they gave him for some reason. I don't know what it, what, what it was, but the actual dub they've given him is infinitely better than any music Sid Vicious ever had. It's quality. It's the one occasion where actually the dubbed replaced music is better than the uh, the original music. But it happened a yeah. lot in this time period. But yeah, so this is the kind of yeah, and you can tell the the crowd reaction is it's it's fake. I, when, when we did the Christmas shows last year, um, Scottish Danny wanted to watch the Hogan Vince match from uh, WrestleMania, like the street fight. Oh yeah. yeah and in yeah. that again, it, it's ruined. Like the, the the end when Hogan's music plays, the crowd reaction is gone because it's a different mu- different music. So you lose all yeah. that. It's and it really spoils enjoyment of the match in some cases. Surprise, surprised that Vince wasn't a bit more forward thinking on some yeah, of this um, stuff. I suppose it's fucking tight as well, probably. Well, in, <laughs> AEW, they got loads of like licensed songs. Like people come out to like one of the wrestlers, Orange Cassidy, comes out to the Pixies. Okay. And so loads of people come out. Obviously Jericho comes out to 
Fozzie. Yeah, his, own, his own song. But he didn't license it, did it? Because Cody Rhodes in WWF, WWE, sorry, um, <laughs> has got the same theme that he had in AEW. Oh, was he? Right, yeah. Okay. He's just taking it with him. Just on that, when when Cody came out, everyone knew it was going to be Cody at WrestleMania this yeah. year. For me, what they should have done is use the American word from Dusty Rhodes theme music. Yeah, yeah. And then changed it from dream to nightmare. Yeah. I thought that would have had a big pop. That was my uh, that would have been my suggestion. Well, and still had Dustin Ro- Dust- Dusty Rhodes' music. No, yeah, but no, 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 no. <laughs> well, that would have been funny. But I'd have said yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut. Nightmare. Yeah, and then, and then Cody's proper music comes on. And then Cody's proper music, yeah. Yeah, not the rest of Dusty Rhodes' theme music. No. <laughs> He's just a cum. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a great song, but yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah, yeah, we get That's such a shame that. he's got injured, because... It, it is. I mean, it might, in a way... Again, it, it all. He, I mean, he did the he did the right thing, I suppose, because that match will go down as a, as a classic because exactly. of the circumstances around it as well. Yeah. And then when he comes yeah, back, he'd be back with the rumble and win it. Yeah. He, I think when he comes back, he's gonna get an incredible reaction. So I suppose mm. in a way, it's one of those injuries. Actually, if he manages to come back and he's fully fit and he's got no lasting after effect of it, probably not yeah. actually a bad thing because mm. keeps him fresh, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Because otherwise, what was he going to do for the next? I mean, he might have won money in the bank, I suppose, and kind of held on to that possibly. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it keeps him fresh for when he does come back. So be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hogan Angle, I've got written down. Mike Kyoda, terrible refereeing. Hogan got to the rope twice. Well, we've stopped doing the the uh, ratings as well, haven't we? Have we? Okay. Oh yeah, we did. So we have to go back and do the um. Right. Um, what did you give? Guerrero Flair, I've gone 2.5. Okay. Um, find. Yeah. I mean... Trish, Trish Molly, I went for 0. 0.5. Did you? Yeah. I think well, we'll see. I mean, I, I enjoyed the uh, the uh, Flair Eddie match. Yeah. But if we go on what he's given somebody other, he'll probably give that a good rating because he did love Ric Flair. Um, but Angle and Hogan... Angle and Hogan, two. Yeah. You think? Well, he's probably gone like one or 1. 1.5. Uh, 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 so, what would you give Jamie Noble in um, <clears throat> Hurricane? Oh, Noble and Nidia. <clears throat> no, sorry, Noble and Hur- Hurricane. Yeah. Um, what did I give them? One. Two and a half they got. Okay. And yeah, Flair and Eddie. I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the kissing bit more. Well, yeah. Um, um, Flair and Eddie, Flair got and the Eddie. Same. they got the same as Noble okay. and Hurricane. Hurricane. Right. Uh, <laughs> two and a half. I'm not going to say his name again. Um, Spitfire. The, the ladies match got three point, quarters of a star. Oh, so, yeah, three quarters of a star, yeah. yeah. Hogan Angle, I went two. Yeah, you got, they got two. Yeah, I enjoyed this match. I th- <laughs> it's right, again, match, it's, a, it's another, yeah. if you look at the card, Guerrero Flair. Yeah. Right. RVD Y2J. Yeah. To some extent, Lesnar test, maybe not. Um, Hogan Angle. Brock RVD. Take a Triple H. It's, a, it's all matches that are fantasy yeah. bookings, really. Well, again, I had no recollection of this feud or at all. Hogan and Flair. Yeah, uh, Hogan and Angle. Oh, Angle. Yeah, about the hair yeah. and all that. So, I mean, this whole kind of thing, 
so after Hogan lost to The Undertaker at the previous pay-per-view, he came out of SmackDown and said, I'm retiring, basically. Well, it was a crap match, wasn't it? It wasn't great, was it? No, he's like, yeah, this, uh, that's it. I've you know, done my bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna retire. And then Vince come out and said, "Oh, like you're not. I'm not gonna let you retire. You can't retire." Mm. So then that started the whole thing. Hogan was like, "I'm not gonna retire now." To like beating up Vince, which obviously goes on to the following WrestleMania when that match actually actually happens. But then he goes to try and beat up Vince, and Angle attacks him, and that kind of leads to this now. And obviously, Angle's a real American hero, and Hogan's, you know. A fake American. American hero, yeah. Yeah. Angle says that if you know Hogan's only a real American because Vince McMahon made him a real American, he could have made him a zookeeper instead. <laughs> <laughs> that might not have had the uh, same impact. No. I mean looking back, he's nuts. I think they Hogan got that response when he came back at WrestleMania and they I don't know who sort of you look at people around at that time. Mm. How he managed up to be a, a brief run as world champion again is uh, yeah. is nuts. I think they looked at him for if we're going to do it, you got to do it now. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But to have but him go what, over Triple H as well, I mean, yeah, cheers. For me, for me, the best part of the pay per view is coming up next. Okay, well, <laughs> well, I mean, this match uh, we get some good hulking up, don't we? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And I thought, again, I, I didn't know the result of this match. The, the finish kind of fooled me because I expected, because we get, uh, so Hogan kicks out of an angle slam, which is quite impressive. And he goes for the leg drop a couple of times, but then he, angle goes to leave, doesn't he? And Hogan puts the, uh, Hogan's taking the wig off and Hogan puts the, well, <laughs> he always looks, that looks even better when Hogan's got it on, doesn't it? <laughs> so oh, amazing. Uh, but angle comes back with a chair, goes to hit Hogan with a chair and it sort of, rebounds back into Angle's face. Classic. Get, oh, quality heel. Uh, uh, but then you get the the big boot, and I think, well, he's going to win this, Hogan. Yeah. And then he goes for a leg drop, and Angle catches the leg on the way down, doesn't it, and turns it into the ankle lock. Very good. And that Very is, good. I'm not sure how many times Hogan tapped out in his career. No, Probably, like, never. I don't know. I think he might have tapped out to Sting at some point. Did he tap out to Brett at all? I don't think he did. They've never wrestled, hardly. I don't think okay. he taps out to Brett in WCW. And he never wrestled in WWF. So, no, no probably not. So, yeah. but yeah, good match. And then your favourite part of the, uh, what's next coming up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what's coming up next. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that, uh, yeah. So, Angle wins and um, Hogan looks sad in the ring, but, you know, never mind. So, now we get, right, now we get the uh, light entertainment uh, segment this, of the pay-per-view. This is what The Rock's booked for. <laughs> so you get Goldust and Booker T backstage. Now, so Booker T was in the NWO, and we'll get to the NWO in a minute because they turn up. But he got kicked out. But when Booker was in the NWO, Goldust was mates with Booker, and he was trying to kind of get into the NWO as well, and he would let him in because he's Goldust. So, <laughs> but yeah, at this point, so he's dressed as the Rock and the Goldust. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> when he's like, I think he was gone for a little bit and then came back. After the sort of invasion thing ended, when WCW went out of business, he came back, and he's he, he's increasingly chunkier than he was in his original yeah. WWE days. But what what a career! I think I probably said this last time. Yeah. What a career he's had, really. You know, he's oh, been yeah. at the top, at the bottom, come back at the top again. 
and yeah. he still I think we said last time he's still 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 going. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And he's in incredible shape now. And he's been through so much as well, yeah. like mentally, physically. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, so Goldless is kind of doing his rock impression and then the rock turns up behind him. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> it's worth it's worth if you're listening and you haven't seen it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's worth going back to watch that. But it's good, I mean you forget I mean Booker would go on to be you know, world champion again and win King yeah. of the Ring a couple of years down the line. Yeah, he was I mean, the guy. He's another yeah. one. Had a good career. Had a great, great career. Yeah, he was probably the guy that, of all the people that came over with the original invasion stuff, yeah. he was the one who well, stuck he was around. One of the and, first ones, wasn't he? Well, he was actually when they did the whole. It was that invasion. He was, was that, the first he, one, um, I think. Yeah, it was that WrestleMania. Mm. He came, jumped over the barricades and hit Austin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think he injured Austin. At the same time, so he did. He mm. did. Yes. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, go and go and check this from around because again, it's good. It's they're all again. Still funny now. Amazing comedy performers as well. So, but there's something weird. Goldust with that eyebrow on and that <laughs> black hair in the t-shirt. And if I was a rock, says, "Stop rubbing yourself." <laughs> what <are> you doing? <laughs> yeah. I bet a lot of that was ad-libbed. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that was good stuff. And they'd um, obviously they were a tag team for a while after this, Goldust and Booker T. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we get the final then, the King of the Ring. And this is, I mean, this is kind of what you sort of expected the first match to be, really, which is a bit of a, a bit of a squash, isn't it? Mm. For RVD and, and Lesnar. Yeah, I mean, it's again a great, a great match, a great uh, combination, Brock versus RVD. You probably wouldn't see that outside of a king of the ring tournament yeah um and yeah exactly and it is like the 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 beginning of brock lesnar really still isn't it it's putting the king of the ring on him to give him that boost you know they always sort of compare the king of the ring winners having having a big push so austin and as you said triple h mabel etc of course yeah yeah (laughs) but i want to know from you where, where does the f5 rank for you as as a finisher well, because before Lesnar did it, his wife's ex-husband, he used it for a while. Mark Merrow. Mark Merrow, yeah, he called it the TKO. Okay. So whether, um, exactly the same. Yeah, pretty much. He obviously didn't look as good because it was Mark Merrow doing it rather than well, Mark yeah. Lesnar. But yeah, it was a good move, isn't it? It's, uh, it's impactful, isn't it? Um, and again, if you get somebody who sells it well as well, it looks pretty devastating. Um, again, now, yeah, though, it does look, it does, does look good. But yeah, you're basically just putting someone on the floor, aren't you? Really? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I think in terms of finishing moves, like um, a power bomb where they actually bang them down on the on the canvas, that's probably the most powerful one. And there's there's um Brock Lesnar's debut when he does it to Spike Dudley. That is an incredible impact. I don't know how Spike oh. survived about three on the trot. I think. But again, you've got a guy there that was literally Spike Dudley's entire career was being chucked yeah, around. Absolutely and, destroyed. Yeah. So again, he sold it incredibly well. Um, but I mean, these days, if you see a Lesnar match, he does probably four or five F5s in a match. Yeah, exactly. That's all he does, basically. Does that and suplex, doesn't he? Pretty much. If, if, he, if he did one suplex on me, I reckon my nap, my my nap, my neck would snap. <laughs> I uh, got a neck injury. Have you? From uh, staying, yeah, staying in St. Ives in cottages 
and being six foot five <laughs> okay. doesn't mix because no. the ceilings are really low and uh, the number of times I've banged my head and the last last year I actually I actually pushed my neck down like a plunger on a soap dispenser because I, I went up just it's just the co- these little cottages and they're they're tiny um, yeah and my neck has n- has never been the same since. So yeah, one one uh, one German suplex and I'm screwed, uh, Brock. If you ever if we ever meet. Yeah, you got like <laughs> neck, like surgically repaired neck, like uh, Kurt Angle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, That's what I probably need. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, this is yeah, this is a, a short match. Does a job. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. But then the next night on Raw, when um, Lesnar has like his coronation or attempts to coronation, RVD comes down and attacks him in that that leads to a feud. For the next pay per view, Freddie Intercontinental title. Okay. Which Lesnar doesn't win, he gets disqualified. Um, so when I said this is the sort of match that you wouldn't see outside of King of the Ring, it yeah. actually happened. Yeah, it literally <laughs> happened. Actually happened the next pay per view. Yeah. But before before this though, yeah. Um, and they do play into the stuff about obviously that Heyman knows RVD really well from ECW and that sort of thing, and he was yeah. part of the alliance in the the whole invasion thing. So. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, a reasonable match. So now we get yeah. the um, Triple H backstage walking past the the end, the embers, the, the last knockings of the NWO. The big show is, in X-Park as well. This is the last time they actually feature on a pay-per-view. I think they got disbanded right. after not long before the next pay-per-view. But, um, I mean, they, they, well, so there's only February of this year that they'd come back. As, really? Why? Well, it was as as Hall and Nash and Hogan, yeah. uh, and obviously Hogan left and Hall left not long after that. For you know, I mean, Hogan left in storyline, Hall left like in reality. Um, yeah. And then so they were talking about uh, it was Nash and X back in Big Show, and then they brought Shawn Michaels in. So Shawn Michaels hadn't wrestled again since. That match with Austin at this point, he was just back in as like a, as a member of like a mouthpiece for the NWO. Um, yeah, and I, and I was watching something again recently talk, talking about Shawn Michaels' first first match back. Was it against yeah. Triple H? Yeah, so that was at this SummerSlam. So like two months after this, basically. Got it. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was going to be like a one-off match, wasn't it? But he was yeah. so good that they persuaded him yeah. to keep going. Yeah. And then um, he had some of his most memorable memorable matches ever, oh, yeah, like you know definitely. Taker and yeah. But this was weird. Several with Triple H. They kind of embraced Triple H, sort of wish him the best of luck and say, if you need us, you know, just you know throw the sign right, up yeah. and we'll come out. And nothing. <laughs> nothing no. Came out. No. They didn't. <laughs> no. Uh, then we get a video then, sort of piping the the main event, Triple H and Undertaker, and they show sort of the situation leading up to to this and um. Obviously, Undertaker ultimately sort of costing Triple H a title against Hogan, and then Undertaker sort of going on a tear after that. After he won the title, knocking everybody around, and Triple H just won, standing up to him, saying, "You know." Mm. Uh, but yeah, Heyman on commentary as well comes out, which is always always nice. He's yeah, there sort of no, scouting on Brock Lesnar's behalf. Yeah, he, he's he adds a lot, doesn't he? And even when he's like the mouthpiece. Yeah, for, you know, Lesnar over the years. I, I actually quite enjoyed Lesnar's last run, run when he came on the mic more himself. Yeah, like Cowboy yeah. Brock or whatever they called <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, yeah. But maybe he hasn't got, you know, Heyman had such an impact. But it'd just be curious to see what'd happen if he wasn't part of part of the the double act, and even sooner prior to that. 
Yeah, yeah, because when he when he came back, um, MMA Brock. Well, yeah, when we earlier on in this this run of the show, me and Glenn Abbott spoke about Extreme Rules when he came back his first match back against uh, Cena in I can't remember what it was 2012, 2011 or something like that. He absolutely battered him, didn't he? Yeah, and he lost. Obviously, Cena beat him, <laughs> but um, but he came back on his own. Heyman only came back probably three or four months into that run. And there was some fucking the weeks leading up. So he came back on that Raw and beat up the Raw after WrestleMania mm. and beat up Cena. And then for sort of three, four weeks leading up to the pay-per-view, he was kind of cutting promos and doing sort of segments. Mm. And it was it was it was hard work. <laughs> it was hard work watching it back. Yeah. Okay. So he, he, he definitely it. needed Heyman. But when he um, when he did come back. Um, and I think there was a match against Randy Orton as well, where he was just elbowing him in the oh, face. Yeah. Like, yeah. It all looked. It was a great. It was a great little segue into almost crossing, blurring the lines mm. between UFC and and WWE. But yeah, Orton and and I remember Cena as well. They both. Yeah. They both oh, came yeah. out pretty bruised. Yeah, in that Cena match, you could see like these when he's basically digging the elbows yeah. into his face. Yeah. And Cena's like pouring the blood because that's what happens if somebody elbows you repeatedly in the I forehead. I wonder if Cena, if Cena sort of agreed, they must have like had a conversation and like said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna basically pummel you." Shout you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He must have, mustn't he? Yeah. Um, Scary. I mean, how? Why would you agree yeah. to that in the first place? Well, I mean, I suppose if you're you for know, the love of the sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the business, if it's gonna be a good spectacle, I think he won, yeah. Cena. Yeah. <laughs> they obviously said, listen, that's your, you, that's your reward. You're going to get the win, <laughs> but you have to let Brock Lesnar punch you in the face repeatedly for five minutes. <laughs> no, thank you. You'll be like, do I get any, any more money for that? Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, can have, you can have the week oh. off afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Because your um, face will be twice the size. Yeah. But this is, um. so we get the dead man walking and taking music, don't we? We don't get the, I think this might have actually been his music at the time, wasn't it? Um, it didn't sound right to me. It's that. It didn't sound right. I can't remember. I was just thinking it doesn't sound right, but it's the it was the Jim Johnson version of the of the Dead Man Walking, wasn't it? Yeah, because there's a version with the lyrics, isn't there? But this is the ver- yeah. this is the version without the lyrics. I'm not yeah. sure if this is might what he actually come out to at the time, but might have been. It just didn't sound right to me. No. Um, and you don't often see Undertaker walk uh, walk out or ride out with yeah. the belt round his waist. Yeah, yeah. That was strange, wasn't it? But he didn't. Mm. I mean. In this time period, because oh, when would he have been? He wouldn't have been champion. I mean, he was champion sort of end of '99 or sort of midway through '99. He was champion, um, and this would have been the, the next time he was champion, I suppose, from then, because he didn't have it at any other point during this um, gimmick, did he? Before this, I don't think. No, I'm just trying to remember. So he was when he was first champion. Yeah. That was like early doors, wasn't it? Yeah, he was um, champion for about a week, wasn't he? When he beat Hogan. That's right. 92, 91. Championships and accomplishments. Here we go. Um, so four times WWE champion. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't say, can't see when. Um, but yeah, no, he was in the yeah. early days. Because he probably won the World Heavyweight title about 10 times. He's yeah. on SmackDown. He was always on SmackDown, wasn't he? That's right. Holding that belt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and this is face. We haven't got much longer of face Triple H because he turns on Shawn Michaels. Um, in the next couple of months, but and then goes on not long after that to form Evolution and that sort of thing. So yeah, I was fun of that. 
but this, I mean, when I looked at it, it was like 23 minutes, 24 minutes this match. I mean, yeah, it went on a bit, didn't it? Triple H likes a long, he likes a long match, I think. So, yeah. But Haven on commentary is saying all that the Rock was it. Brock Lesnar is already, uh, you know, had a confrontation with the Rock backstage, and the Rock's got in his car and he's uh, he's run away. He's left because he's scared of uh, he's scared <laughs> of Brock Lesnar. So you get a minute that you really get a moment. And there's like this double clothesline. Both the guys are out in the middle of the ring, and then the Rock's music comes on, and the crowd goes uh, nuts. And Heyman just legs it into the crowd and runs away from the rock. <laughs> and then you get the rock on commentary. And then Undertaker decides to punch the rock. They kick, kick the rock in the head, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. The, the rock is like Blake's bellingly leaning forward. Yeah, he's putting his too, head out too, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's leaning forward yeah. too far. It's very obvious what's coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's quite quite a connection. Yeah. And then obviously he gets up and tries to hit Undertaker with the chair, then he hits. Triple H of the chair yeah. instead. And we get yeah. a fair few more shenanigans and refs get killed and <laughs> that kind of thing as well. Classic smalls. Yeah. But but Undertaker's in great shape as well in this, isn't he? Yeah. Massive. I mean, Absolutely massive. It's interesting to think what, I mean, if, if this would have been his, if you wouldn't have done the Undertaker thing, this kind of would have been his sort of character, I think. Mm-hmm. Or like a variation on this all the way through. Because, I mean, he is... <laughs> scary he's intimidating you know oh, yeah absolutely he's got the scowl on his face as well you know yeah most most of the time um is this what's your favorite iteration of the uh of undertaker i did like the sort of ministry of darkness kind of but mm. looking back and watching that back it, it's a bit at times it's, it's a bit far-fetched but i like yeah. the music i like that music at that time as well that he came out to and the whole presentation where he kind of went evil and was you know trying to sacrifice people that sort of thing and uh, i quite enjoyed that <laughs> definitely that was good but yeah. to be fair it, Not, that was that was a time period when he i think he was fucked for a lot of that injury wise mm. he wasn't putting on many sort of 20 minute matches then he was doing bits and bobs and again as we say on this show quite a lot in that attitude era actually there wasn't many long you know 25 minute matches it was segments it was yeah exactly uh, it was promos story, it, it was moments it was things like that that's what carried the whole era there were some good matches along the way mm. but most of it was sort of set piece moments on each episode of raw or each pay-per-view which stuck in the memory and everything else kind of went along with it and you know the match quality wasn't really that important because everyone else was getting your attention yeah absolutely yeah, what about no, you what's your um well, obviously you're the you're the connoisseur, so. Well, I I love all of them equally. Um, mm. I, I've never really disliked any. I think my favourite attire yeah. was um was one of the later WrestleManias where he had that sort of it was like had spikes on the on the coat. Yeah. Um, I think that it might have even been the one of the Shawn Michaels ones. Um, maybe the first one, but uh, yeah, I. I think they're all great. I, I did. I, I, for me, again, going back to the music, the American badass Kid Rock music absolutely yeah. made that entrance for me. Um, and uh, yeah, I was a was a fan. Obviously, being so used to the Undertaker and the and the mystique of the character, for him to come out on a motorbike to Kid Rock out yeah. or to Limp Biscuit, I thought was was amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely loved it. But I always wanted him to go back to the Dead Man, if you like. Yeah, I mean, I think he said it himself. It, he probably wouldn't have had the longevity, longevity he did have if he wouldn't have mm. had those years 
as a as a different character because again it was getting a bit you think back to some of those that, that sort of mid eight mid nineties period there was a lot of shit match and again like losing to May one things like that it was the character mm. was going through some pretty ropey times yeah, absolutely yeah no, um, I mean it's great to have the variety and I mean he finished he finished more or less with a hybrid of everything didn't he yeah um that match against AJ Styles I thought was uh, really well done. And he could have probably done another cinematic style match with Sting. That would that would be how I would have done it. Yeah. Cinematic one. You kind of, I mean, <clears throat> you'd like to, you'd like to think that was, but you know, with the money in Saudi Arabia, there's a fair chance we'll probably, we'll probably turn up again Might at some happen. point doing something. Wouldn't they? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe you get to interview Mick Cardiff backstage. You never know, mate. Oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> never meet your heroes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, they probably charged me about 400, 400 yeah. grand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the finish was a bit of a. It's what it's basically. Triple H goes for the pedigree, doesn't he? I think in Undertaker manages to punch him in the balls and roll him up, and that's the that's the win, <laughs> which is a pretty. Yeah, not the greatest. It's one of those, isn't it? It's, yeah. And then you get the Rock come back down, and they all kind of go out in the ring and take turns to hit each other's finishing move. Yeah, and like you think. Oh well, that's obviously a triple threat for the next pay per view then, <coughs> which it was. But it wasn't with Triple H. It was Angle in there. Mm-hmm. Triple H, for some reason, wasn't on the next pay per view. They were doing a storyline because um, after this, I think Bischoff gets announced as the GM of Raw, and then Stephanie oh, yeah. gets announced as the GM of SmackDown. So they do a storyline with Triple H about he's undecided which show to go to. Obviously, one being his wife and one being Eric mm. Bischoff. So he doesn't actually wrestle on the next pay-per-view. And then I think there's an issue with Shawn Michaels, which then leads to that match at SummerSlam after this. So, yeah. But obviously Rock would go on and beat, I think he pins Angle with the next pay-per-view. And then that leads to Rock and Lesnar at SummerSlam. Do you remember? I remember watching that. I think I watched that live at SummerSlam. I, I, I never watched, I've never watched a pay-per-view live. No. In the middle of the night. Couldn't, could never do <laughs> it. Not. Although... But all saying that, I would stay up at, till four in the morning and watch, you know, Mayweather versus McGregor. But I guess that's only like a short, yeah, short match, isn't it? We used to do SummerSlam because SummerSlam was always on the bank holiday weekend. Yeah. In August. Oh, I don't think, I don't think I ever did. Maybe like obviously the Saudi Arabia ones, the more recent ones I have. Yeah. Um. So we normally yeah. go out. We normally go out on the Sunday night somewhere in town, they, and then yeah, they do like the walkabout. The... Walkabout still oh, do it now, now. Yeah, they? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been to that? No. <laughs> I was gonna say it's, it'd be interesting sort of crowd that you might get or not or lack of. I don't know. Oh, I think it did. I mean, I'm not sure about the one in Bristol. I know in Cardiff, they cut the places. And they do. They do good business. They normally have a show maybe beforehand, okay. and then afterwards all back to so and so to watch the pay per view. But they actually um, show it at the walkabout though, don't they? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think they. Again, they don't. I don't think they make like the one in Bristol. If it makes a big thing yeah. of it, <laughs> uh, I kept, kept seeing it, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to be hanging around for that. In the uh, the fleece, they started doing um, club nights at the fleece, and they did a like uh, 2000s emo sort of club night thing, and they um, they play stuff like Limp Bizkit, whatever, and all that sort of stuff. And then on the screen, obviously somebody had like a videotape with all uh, old rules on. And it uh, right. put the put the wrestling on the uh, on the big screen at the same time. Awesome. So yeah, yeah, awesome. that was good. Right. So what did Meltzer give the um the main event 
we gave Lesnar and Van Damme. I think Lesnar Van Damme as the King of the Ring final should have been the main event. Possibly, yeah. But if it had been like that, though, if it had been a good match, yeah, if, it's, if that had just been a squash yeah. for the main event. It's, it's the, the pay-per-view is called King of the Ring, and it's not even the main event. Vince hates it, though. So, right. Um, three quarters of a star for the uh, King of the Ring final. Okay. And yeah, the main short and short. The main event, 20, almost 24 minutes worth, gets half a star. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, it, when, it's a, when it's a disappointing finish... It could it could have been like a three star match, but when it's a yeah. disappointing finish, it it knocks it down quite dramatically. I probably go of, yeah yeah I probably go one maybe one and a half tops. So, so the match of the night was um, the first match Van Damme and Jericho. I suppose that's probably yeah. fair enough. Right. Yeah, that right? Is. yeah. But um, yeah, it's. Um, I certainly I certainly enjoyed going back and and watching it from a sort of a nostalgic point of view. Yeah. Um How's your hangover now? Is it any better? No. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually I'm actually sweating and shaking now. <laughs> um, so apologies listener if I haven't been my uh usual forthright self. <laughs> but I'm I'm looking forward that my my bed is calling me and um yeah, it's actually but it's one of those evenings, isn't it, tonight? It's, yeah. what is it, 20, 26 degrees or something? Stupid. Yeah, well, I mean... It's going to be even... With Cash's hangover, tomorrow. He, he doesn't realise it's actually four o'clock in the morning now. We've been doing this for seven <laughs> hours. <laughs> the longest show in history, but... Um, but no, I mean... Yeah, 21 yeah. degrees as we stand is here it? today. Now, right now, it... Wow. It is 20, 22, 22. Yeah. And it's 21 degrees outside, oh. so I might have to go and sit in the paddling pool. Imagine if it had been 22 degrees at 22, oh, 22. I could have made that up, couldn't I? You could have made Shame. that up, mate. We'll, yeah. we'll, edit, we'll edit that back in there. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, mate, thank you very much. In a minute, I'll get your choice of song to play out okay. with. But uh, for those of you that are still with us, um, next week is going to be, yeah, we're going to have Dave Mercy on. So get any questions in for Dave. Uh, and we'll go through a few of his old stories and I might be drinking by next point next week so um, we'll see uh, but that should be good a question for Dave okay I submit yeah. it now okay yeah so so in what was it resting chaos yeah okay how how do they how does he decide who's going over and is there ever any squabbles backstage about who's going over Okay, all right. Actually, I don't need to write it down because I can listen to this and I back. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's Patch's question for Dave. So, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm sure most of you can think of a better one than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got a hangover. I was, off the, cuff. I was, I was off, off the cuff. So, yeah, we haven't planned this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so any questions for Dave, uh, let us know. And, um, yeah, that's something to look forward to for next week. As always, thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the show. Go in, tell a friend, spread the word of the show out because I, I love all the pre-existing listeners but it'd be nice to get some new ones as well because you know um thank you very much yep uh go and like us on twitter go and follow black lakes go in buy their album uh obviously patch you know we all know where to find you three peeps follow me on twitter at three p-i-a-p-c i am about 23 away from 2000 now so that's my next wow. the next goal to get to 2000 twitter followers yeah, lovely. 
I check the show out. So there's, a show, there's a show most weeks, and at least one out a week, pretty much, aren't there? At the minute. Yeah, the music and memories one that uh, is a concept I've devised um, all by myself. Of course, uh, yeah. Even if you don't like Bristol City, we, you know, you've got the music element as well. Yeah, you get to hear Matt Withers sing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, that's something for everybody there. Um, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, thank you very much. Right. What song are we playing out with? Well, so. I was undecided between two. I was thinking Judas Jericho because I love how he comes out to that and the crowd sing in AW. But um, I'm going to go a little bit off piste and go for Bobby Roode, Glorious. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Um, probably one of my favourite themes from that sort of time period of NXT. Um, yeah, so that you'll be an entrance as well, wouldn't it? it? Is yeah, you hear the full unedited version of that because <laughs> you know, fuck the copyright laws. Uh, and we'll be back next week with Dave Mercy. So have a good time. Have a good time. What kind of send off that? Uh, enjoy the sunshine. <laughs> enjoy the sunshine. Wear sun cream. I mean, I'm very bold, so I can wear it. I haven't got the head for hats. So. Couldn't I? I have to lose your team back now. Thank you, WF.